0: Bruce Willis is a baby. Black Dynamite is the best movie ever, and we break the first two rules of Fight Club this week on
1: 302010. 302010, 302010, three decades every show sometimes Memphis, those the presses are awaiting. If we're going to the 80s and the 90s and 2000s, yeah. Thirty twenty.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 302010. The LaserTime Time Network's trip through the decades. Every week, taking you 30, 20, and 10 years ago, back in time, uh, back into the past of movies, TV, music, video games, and more. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me?
2: Uh, I'm taking a road trip on
3: my lawnmower. I'm Diana Goodman. Mm. It's me, Sarah, and it's Tuesday, so I'm wearing my cornflower blue tie.
0: And <laughs> there are many, 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 I, th- I think, unexpected cultural phenomena that are, that are introduced this week mm-hmm. that most people did not expect anything from. I'm very excited to talk about all of the movies that come out this week, including one. This, this
2: week is indie movie heaven, bitches. Truly, truly. And
3: sleepers. Just yes, just sleepo- sleepers.
0: Yeah, yeah, a ton of stuff that like, was not on anybody's radar, that people weren't talking about, and uh, ended up changing the course of several mediums. It's mm-hmm. pretty nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. like a bun- uh, seriously, and a bunch of stuff that's just minor factoids, but that's what we do. Yeah. We have some news in here, some occasional factoids, but this again, this is going to be a really exciting week for movies. And we're talking about October 11th to the 17th, 1989, 1999, and 2009, so sit back in your chair or car or subway and uh, open up a portal on the left, right, and center, because we're going to take you back through those three decades this week and help you figure out what you were doing and who you are with and what you liked. It's going to be a whole ton of fun. And this is perhaps my first really vivid TV memory. Mm. And, uh, in 1989? In 1989. As we move into 1989 with a little bit of news. Yes, just because, like, I, I, I was always watching TV, but there wasn't anything I was, like, super into beyond, like, He-Man and Smurfs, all shit that sucks. Uh, but this was like a genuine cultural event on the level of the Challenger, and we can laugh about it because uh, nobody was seriously hurt in this broadcast.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, the well, broadcast.
2: No, they're not on camera dying. I, I yeah.
0: know, but I'm saying this particular event because my dad, uh, it reminds me of a different version of him. Like, I'm a little kid. He allows me to, like, jump on his stomach till he farts, like that kind of thing. <laughs> it, like, it's just... Seriously, back when your dad could hold you, like, this around then, yeah. and he's, he's a little more hyper... And he's making all these dad jokes about the Battle of the Bay that the San Francisco Giants and Oakland A's are in the World Series. And him and all his friends, are, my uncle, are making jokes that, you know there's going to be an earthquake. You know there's going to be an earthquake. So I don't know if I would have been that shocked by this had they not set it up with, like mm-hmm. all, like with all those jokes. Because immediately uh, what occurs is one of San Francisco's most devastating earthquakes
3: it's your dad's
2: fault. It's, it's
0: not his true. Fault. It's not his
3: fault. He willed it into existence, like the secret.
0: Yep. He did. That is the look he had on his face.
3: He is a male witch. Yeah,
0: he's not a male <laughs> witch. He's, he's he like perverse wizard, okay. and, uh, or warlock. Uh, that's I a slur. Oh, okay. All right. I'm finding a new group <laughs> of people. This is what I
3: heard. That that's a slur. Okay. Okay.
0: He's a, just a wizard then, and <laughs> and yeah, like uh, Diana, you were in California when this happened.
3: Yeah,
2: I was mm. in L.A., okay. but I was not yet uh, a. Proud San Franciscan, uh, which I have been for 20, oh, pushing 20, 24 years. I've been here 24 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got here a little bit after this while they were still rebuilding. It took a long time to finish rebuilding this because it took out a section of the Bay Bridge. Uh, wow. It took out an entire section of the 880 freeway and it made uh, our downtown Embarcadero Freeway completely. It's uh, un, unsustainable. They tore down a massive freeway downtown. It's, just, it's, it's
1: gone.
0: It's bizarre to look at. Like, even like, this is a weird section of San Francisco, and you see maps. Like, oh, because there was an elevated freeway across the entire water that mm. was that fell down, and they just knocked all of it down. And I believe, yeah. what is it, uh, Hayes Valley? Hayes Valley mm-hmm. was, like, just, like, homeless central. And it's... You, it, like, this is such a weird place. It's, like, in the middle of this, like, gulch or because there was a giant freeway bridge there, mm. and that's where all the homeless slept, and now it's, like, playgrounds and beer gardens and uh, burger restaurants. Oh. But, uh, it, so, it's it yeah, it left its mark more than anything I can think of that happened in my lifetime. I also like that we have a clip of said event. Um, is it Game 3 in the yeah. World Series?
2: It's, it's just as they're taking the field for Game 3. They're just talking about, uh, recapping, what happened in Game 2? How's it going? And everyone's coming out on the field. And the unexpected occurs. And I, w- I
0: will say, like, one of the things I think is horribly cheesy and I've grown to really hate is the disaster that interrupts the transmission. Mm-hmm. But this was real. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it looks like, I, I have to imagine it, it is the visual and audio basis for every time you see that. Because it does everything you expect it to do in movies, but it's an analog signal from 1989 and it's happening for real. Allowing Jose Canseco to score and he fails to get Dave Parker at... Second base. So the Oakland A's take take. I'll
1: tell you what, we're having a
0: and then for a few minutes, it's just a singular image as they wait for the broadcast to come up. And you know, I mean,
3: oh my god,
0: there's regular yeah. panic it's and there's terrifying. also TV panic. That
3: is terrifying.
2: And so the yeah, whole country, the is image just, is going to come up, and, and candlestick will be like on fire, and everyone's going to be dead. Yeah, you don't know what's going to come back.
0: and you can tell the broadcast team doesn't know where their mics are. Well, yeah. Huh. I don't know if we're on the air.
1: We are in commercial. I guess.
0: And so like, there's like, I just remember my uncle and dad like. Did that just really happen? Is this happening? And, and it's not, it's, there's no internet.
3: But nobody knew it was an earthquake at the time, right? Right. It uh, just... You
0: could hear them say, I think we're experiencing an earthquake. Oh, and like, okay. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And you
3: can, you can hear that the,
2: there's a crowd, some, they are upset about something. Right. All of a sudden, you didn't hear the crowd before and you
3: sort of hear, ah. Yeah,
0: they're, yeah. Going, they're going through video packages of the previous night's games. Everybody's settling in, getting their mm-hmm. wieners ready. Uh, mm-hmm. To jerk off.
3: So. Sure, of course. Yeah, uh, You're at a baseball game. I've name. never been I to a mean, baseball game. I don't know what they I do. assume that's what bat day means. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, that's not till the seventh inning stretch. Uh, yeah, really
1: Perfect title Hey-o. for that. <laughs> uh,
0: the Loma Prieta, or Prieta, I've never heard this called this, by the way. I always yeah, call it the well, World Series Earthquake.
1: Loma yeah, Prieta. around here,
2: it, it's called Loma Prieta because it's named after the Loma Prieta Peak. Uh, down in Santa Cruz Mountains, which is close to the epicenter, it was a 69 Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Puts it puts it in a great earthquake range or so. Uh, there were 63 deaths caused Oof. by this directly uh, and 3,700 injuries. Like I said, there was a section of freeway that was double-decker freeway that pancaked and trapped dozens of people in there. Um, some of them, it took a couple days to pull out. Uh, that's where 40 or something of the deaths happened just immediately. Just, wow.
1: um, I can't believe it's not more. It's, yeah. Surprisingly,
2: what? it's not the video of the bay bridge that's the famous one where yep just just a f- fragment just a big chunk of the top just goes pfft, and then this car just goes Near! Oh. that guy died or it's, that lady died it's
0: pretty insane I, i'm pretty sure i could probably make that case too because after 9-11 it would kind of define how we depict certain things are depicted in disaster movies, and I feel like this sort of did too because mm-hmm. this footage was played endlessly, mm-hmm. and yeah. disaster movies. And sort they of made it.
2: That. <laughs> they made it look. It was really bad. It's twelve billion dollars worth of damage in today's money. But did you know I think it was Earthqu- actually not as bad as it was being depicted because it made it look like the city was in rubble and all these buildings to the fronts had just fallen off, and that was about four blocks in the marina, which is built on landfill. Mm. But they're also obnoxious rich jerks up there, so I'm okay with
3: it. Yeah, good for it.
0: Get did on did it. you know yep. earthquakes are one of the only uh, what natural events that are they are rated in, in accordance with their monetary disaster?
3: Really? Because
0: mm-hmm. their their initial their initial damage is kind of not that much, but then it causes this ripple effect of mm-hmm. awful shit to happen. Mm-hmm. So like most of the people who died. They didn't die by being hit by an earthquake. They died by being trapped in things under earthquake day up Ugh. up to several days later.
2: Oh, God. It's, yeah. it's all awful oh, shit yeah. like that. Or had a brick wall fall on them. Mm-hmm. That took out like three people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, oh, that's great. That's also why we don't have a ton of
3: brick buildings. And yeah. if we do, they are small. The earthquake is a thing that I fear... When you like, you're growing up, you're learning about all these natural disasters, and I just would always think, why, why live on a fault like that? Because there's no warning, right? <laughs> no, so none. I mean, at least no, with hurricanes, be... we get a lot of
2: warning. Yeah, there there can be you have a little bit of warning. There's usually a couple little earthquakes mm-hmm. ahead of it, and then there's some aftershocks mm. that are not as bad. We had a little one here the other day. It didn't even wake me up. Right. So mm. like, who knows? Cause... Could that be a foreshock? Yeah. Or those are also good things because they're like letting out the pressure as the tectonic plates rub up against each other. Mm. So you actually want lots of little earthquakes, just like Torre Amos.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Having lived on both coasts, I prefer uh, earthquakes to hurricanes for sure. For real? Oh yeah. Why? Uh, because the the amount of the amount the devastate the hurricane the effects of an earthquake like after it's over, if you're not trapped in the rubble, yeah, you're fine forever. Like, you might be inconvenienced on your drive to work. Mm-hmm. You've been through this before. Like, we don't mm-hmm. have any water. I can't bathe. Yes. All my food is bad. That's there's no true. nothing to eat. There's a gas shortage. That, that mm. I mean, I haven't... Granted, there was an earthquake like that in California while I was there. Yeah. But this happens every time there's a hurricane. Every mm-hmm. time. There's earthquakes I mean, all the time yeah, in San Francisco true. that I, I just... It only knocked two of my baby toys over. I will go back <laughs> to sleep. Um, that, that's how I remember experiencing that. Yeah. Hurricanes are just like, I need to sandbag the yard. That's true. And
3: that's fair. I guess yeah. it's the element and of surprise that I don't like. Yeah. yeah. The surprise
2: isn't good, but then we also don't have like flooding and standing water for a week afterwards. Mm-hmm. Just like up, powers out, some shit fell over. Hopefully there's not a big fire. Yeah, people like may- A really big one hits like this where it's like things are going to take a while to get back to normal. But once it's over, it's kind of over.
0: That is, hmm. a, And that is a crazy death toll for any natural disaster that occurs within the United States. 63 mm-hmm. people. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: 63 people in one go. Yeah. In like, something that took maybe 15 seconds.
0: I'm not trying to diminish that, but hurricanes are like, everyone kind of has to deal with some level of starvation. Oh, yeah. When those things occur. Mm-hmm. And, and also that really weird thing like, no water, but everyone drink beer. And like, <laughs> the crime rate has to skyrocket. Like, I've <laughs> never looked into it. Anyway, movies of 1989- Speaking of my dad, one of uh, his favorite movies that I imagine there's uh, probably wouldn't fly uh, mm. in today's age, but I saw this way more than the first. The gods must be crazy too,
1: because mm. it was one of the really? first.
0: Yeah, one of the few movies with uh, farts. Yeah, my dad's always been a National Geographic uh, subscriber, and there's something really cute about the gods must be crazy. Uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's something pff, there's some <laughs> I don't know imperial problematic nature to this mm-hmm. idea of the depictions of uh, these Africans. But it is, mm-hmm. it is perfectly acceptable for kids. Because there's like, the main characters like animals and uh, natives. The tribesmen. Tribesmen. They're tribesmen. Yeah. yeah. So like the first movie all revolves around like a Coke bottle that falls from, from a helicopter. And these natives are like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And like trying to get it back to where it's going. And this one's just way sillier with mm. a studio budget and, <laughs> and a lot of animatronic African animals, and so I remember this being a ton of fun. Oh wow! Uh, but I, I, I'm terrified to go back but, and watch it. But you
2: were also like eight. Yes,
0: I am also eight, <laughs> and it got <laughs> terrible reviews. Whereas the first one oh, yeah. charmed a ton of people because hmm. it was like pretty. It was hyper independent. Just it, like in actually a pretty clever idea because it's all real natives too. Hmm. And uh, so in the next movie I'm watching soon for something I planned for Laser Time because uh <laughs> But you know, obviously, we're talking about the god of what do we call him? The Bruce Lee of creepy dolls, Chuck Chucky, Chucky from Child's Play. But there, other people got the idea, and here we are with Puppet Master Mm. out this week,
2: 1989. Yeah, uh, fucking Charles Band. Yeah, my buddy Chuck B. He made some of the worst movies. But sometimes there's there's, oh, he's so annoying because like sometimes there'll be like one thing in them that's like oh that was that's a good idea or that's an interesting thought or whatever.
0: So I'm sitting, um, I'm sitting on three of these. There's,
2: what, there's I think a dozen?
0: Yeah, well, well they, and they cross over, they fight the Nazis. Ooh, well um, that's good, yeah, obviously. I get them confused with demonic toys. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah, it was sort of something like, like, I don't know, I think a bunch of people, like a bunch of people who didn't make the cut at Jim Henson's Creature Workshop who saw Child's Play, i like, yeah, dude, dolls. Let's sure. <laughs> have the murder people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a ton of that yep. shit came out in the 80s.
2: Yeah, but there's uh, this one's about uh, there's like Satanists and spells and people with psychic powers and it all just really comes down to let's make these like Marionette murder people.
0: <laughs> and uh, also out this week, Breaking In with Burt Reynolds, Casey. I always wanted to pronounce his name correctly, Diana. How is it, how is it pronounced?
2: I believe it's Samasco.
0: Samasco. Samasco. I always say Sizemisko, and yeah. I know that's wrong, but There's I love. There's
3: just a bunch of redundancy
0: in there. I love Three O'Clock High. Yeah. I love him as uh, Shades and Back to the Future and uh, mm. Young Guns. And who could yep. forget? Maury Chalk and Steven Tobolowski, Needle Nose Ned the yeah. Head. He sure as heck I remembers being in Breaking In the movie. Uh, yeah, I no, know.
2: this is one I'm really curious about, because I've never heard of this, mm-hmm. except when I hear about Burt Reynolds' career going to crap around this time, <laughs> and how it was falling apart. And then, like, the pedigree on it is, like, seriously solid. It's written by John Sayles, of all people. Really? And it's about, uh, like, a safe cracker, Burt Reynolds, taking, like, a young guy under his wing. It got very solid reviews. It didn't make much money, but... A lot of people pointed out, like, oh, Burt Reynolds is starting to act. Like, he's playing a character. He's not just being Mm. Burt. Which,
0: which uh in hindsight, why did we ask him to do that? (laughs) Like, there's nothing I love more than him, like, looking into the camera, smiling at the audience and winking at them in the Mm -hmm. Smokey and the Bandit movies and Cannonball Run. Those movies all stand the test of time, and critics hated them and told them, you're not a real actor. You should do something legitimate. Like, fuck off. He's an inimitable character, and you ruined it. And now he's in Breaking In. There's a lot of movies to talk about. <laughs> yeah,
2: but this sounds like it sounds like good, though. It's, but I guess maybe the audience didn't want to see him this way, or yeah. maybe they just didn't want to try it because this up until now, you know, he's making a movie where he's Liza Minnelli's bodyguard and all this top and a half. And sh- it's like he's doing <laughs> absolute garbage. So he's doing the right thing for his career, pivot to character acting. I, I thought
0: you said. Top and a half, which is the greatest subtle porn parody of top and <laughs> <half>. <laughs> like <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay, but what about what about Last Exit to Brooklyn?
2: Oh boy. Yeah, let's keep the indie movies rolling, shall we? Uh Last Exit to Brooklyn is based on the very controversial book about, you know, all kinds know of this. seedy mm-hmm. goings on in Brooklyn in I believe the fifties. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, with all these sort of intersecting stories. It's written by the same guy who wrote Requiem for a Dream, so you know it's going to have a happy Ooh. ending with a song and dance.
0: Oh, I was going to say, yes. I love old, I love 80s New York movies, especially ones with Burt Young, but that's a little spookier. Uh, that, that pedigree scares the hell out of me. Here's a clip of the trailer starring Jennifer Jason Leigh, Burt Young, Jerry Orbach, and Stephen Baldwin. On the mean streets of Britain, strike.
1: You want to give in now? Is that what you want? No! No, we want to
0: Hood with three strikes against it. Nice. You think she's
1: just fat? But she is fat. She's fat. Then she you, the virgin. <laughs> no, 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 She. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <Not about enough. laughs> well, got something on your minds?
3: Light.
0: Was, was Jerry Orbach kept prisoner in New York? Does anybody know if he was allowed to leave? <laughs> like,
3: I <laughs> hope he, he was. Liked, I mean, he only goes to upstate New yeah. York. <laughs> yes. You know, to pre- clean up after someone's abortion.
0: I'll be in a cartoon. Comes mm-hmm. back but it's got to be in New York. Yes, I'm going to sing the five when he <laughs> yep. arrives. And...
3: and to
2: Belle. Yeah. and <laughs> yes. and then he starts, you know, busting criminals and being old and sassy. Well, he was
3: on Broadway yeah. too, right? He was on Broadway yeah. for like a jillion years. Yeah. So
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, he can't leave the yeah. Great White Way. Yeah.
1: No. And, it's uh, his
3: kind of town. Oh wait,
2: no, that's not his song. Run!
0: <laughs> <laughs> also. Anyway. <laughs> but these one are... of the
2: be- Can we get to like? This is an indie movie and stuff, but a title I love so much.
0: Last Exit of Brooklyn? And a
2: title, no, no the next okay, one. Excellent. A title that is, I think every movie this week has been a Simpsons title, by the way. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I think one of my favorite titles, just, and it's so much fun to parody, is The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. What's this movie about?
0: It's Michael Gambon doing his thing.
2: Mm. The fucking title tells you what oh. it's about. Oh. <laughs> it's about a criminal and his wife, and uh, a fancy restaurant and her lover, mm-hmm. and trying to deal with stuff. And it's um, well, it was supposed to be rated X. Frankly, whoa, okay. hey, oh, who he wants
0: to see Helen Mirren They're... and Dumbledore get it on? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, it's it's young young Dumbledore. It's Dumbledore. Impo-
0: it's right. Here's a clip of the trailer. <laughs> it's important that I tell you now, so that I can have done with it.
2: This is my wife, Georgina Spicker. She's got a heart of gold and a body to match. And I am Albert Spicker, and I have a heart of gold and a great deal of money to
1: match. Albert beat me. Well, you know that. You saw the bruises. Patti d'alouette with the chicory sauce. Uh, Patty d'alouette with the chicory sauce de the canton. There in the
0: canton. There's a butt in this trailer, Diana. Wow. A
3: butt. <laughs> yep.
0: It's a pretty it's a pretty loo trailer, actually. The opening was like just a guy undoing his pants in front of a woman's face. Yeah. <laughs> no dick, but I'm uh not... should have been yeah, rated X.
2: D- oh yeah. It was there's actually two different cuts of it, one that's unrated. And one that's R. And to make it R, they peel at least 20 minutes out of it. Oh.
0: That's really true. I think.
2: Because, you know, back before she was like fancy and respectable, mm-hmm. back in the day, Helen Mirren was known for getting her kid out and her tits out <laughs> all day long. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was like her thing. If I you, I Helen no Mirren's in your that. movie, she is getting naked. Yeah. I mean,
3: it's it's the Kate Winslet situation.
0: Oh, she, yeah. yeah. She will get topless all the time. Even in all her most famous stuff, too. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and.
3: Yeah. So this is It's really good
2: But there is some Disgusting stuff in there There's uh, there's poop And there's cannibalism And there is really grisly graphic <laughs> violence You see
0: This is the only time I wish we had God, cameras yeah. <laughs> Sarah's face was awesome As she took a sip of water uh, Poop and cannibalism In my sexy movies I was, like,
3: I was like Writing it down Like I gotta catch up On this one I missed out on this one And then I was like Furiously crossing it out Never mind <laughs> I, I wish, Corpophagia is not my deal I,
0: I wish I wish I, I was one of those people Who could get into The Netflix room To pitch something Because I mm-hmm. think it's time to return to something marginally x-rated cuz what yes. else what else can you do how many other ips can you resurrect well, how many how many things can you adapt at this point do something that no one else is willing to do and that is Again, I, I I'd that with TV. That's the only thing I can think of that's left. Sexuality in America.
3: Mr. Skin yeah. ruined it. <laughs> it I mean, to be honest. <laughs>
0: it did, but I, I still like – I would still challenge myself. What's it like to be hard in a theater with a bunch of people? That's something my generation hasn't really had the experience I of. I tell
3: you what. Sam and I just recently watched Disclosure, Ooh. which is <laughs> an insane movie.
2: Is it? <laughs> yes. Wait. Now – Now, my question is, did you watch it for How Did This Get Made, or did you watch it for
3: Big Mouth, or both? Ooh, we watched it for How Did This Get Made. Mm. Big Mouth Uh is a bonus, though. Mm. But, oh my god, is that movie sexual?
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) And it's like, I kind of miss that. I really miss that. I cannot remember the last time I saw a current movie that had a good sex scene in it.
0: It's a little weird. I I, I, kind of like that you don't need that kind of titillation in movies. Those those Mm -hmm. wires don't necessarily need to get crossed if Mm -hmm. you're looking to get... Turned on, but but like I know what you're saying. We, Sarah and I have talked about this a lot. Yeah, just we talk like, about
3: this all the time. It's, and it may, it's,
0: it's, it's not necessarily a woman thing. It's just more of a woman thing that maybe you do want to be turned on, but not to the extent that like you're about to explode. But like yes. something attention, mm-hmm. like the what is it? The intention, the tension of titillation. Yeah, that only hmm. only R rated movies could offer that just never do anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yes, I think someone making return to that will make a mint. Uh, it will be something everybody is talking about. But can you believe that in this day and age when they talk about things that are coming out, like nothing on Netflix has ever strived to do something crazy involving sexuality? It's true. Or, or any, Nothing any that film. I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's happening in France, listeners. Don't correct <laughs> me on that. <Netflix>. Uh, <laughs>
3: it's where all the cool stuff happens. I'm ignorant
0: on a lot of things, including most embarrassingly. Well, not most embarrassing. I, I feel like I have to watch a lot of movies for this job, not just 30, 20, 10, but everything on the Laser Time Network. And right mm-hmm. now we're doing Child's Play, and I just know probably if we do this again, it's going to be the Halloween series. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I feel like I when we were talking about Puppet Master and Child's Play, I grew up during like the horror slasher heyday. Mm-hmm. Only, yep. only Friday the Thirteenth is like barely before I'm born. Except Halloween, John Carpenter's original Halloween is well before I'm born, and. So that series is sort of like a mystery to me because mm-hmm. when I was a little kid paying attention to horror, it was in what was called its bad period. Uh, oh yes, and, and that's where we are now with Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers. But people have reevaluated the Halloween, <laughs> the Halloween series, and I think it's it's on its third rebooted continuity.
1: Mm-hmm. No,
0: yeah, third. So that's its fourth continuity. Mm-hmm. That's what it's on. With the uh, what do you what you would call it? David Gordon Green, and that movie is so good. By the way, if you did not see last year's Halloween, it's really good. It's uh, it just turns Halloween two into Sarah Connor meets Michael Myers. It's fucking great. I'm
3: down for that. Seriously, it's it's
0: not as spooky. It's just like Jamie Lee Curtis has really gray hair and a lot of guns and was going to take it to Michael Myers mm. in a way yeah. that, that didn't really happen in the other films. And uh, so, in reevaluating these movies, one of my favorite ever 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 go tos is Halloween three. And Halloween 3 is John Mm -hmm. Carpenter saying, I don't want to do another Michael Myers movie. We did one. I did two because you made me. And if we're going to do another one, why don't we just make this an annual anthology of movies we title Halloween and it can be anything we want. Yeah, that makes sense. Halloween 3 is this batshit crazy thoroughly enjoyable thing (laughs) about aliens using Stonehenge to sell kids Halloween masks that take over their (laughs) with bugs. And it's awesome. It's never not great to watch. Mm -hmm. Michael Myers is not in it. Hmm. But Halloween fans were understandably upset. And so in four, they returned. Uh, they returned to Michael Myers, and the money came back. The critics mm-hmm. hate this series, and the money—it it just keeps the series keeps dying as this keeps happening. And this is the second, uh, the the penultimate basically of the original Halloween series. Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers. I have not seen it, mm-hmm. but it is coming nope. on the. I believe the Jesus, the what is it? What's the. The silver, the silver birthday of Donald Pleasance. If he was alive, he would have been hundred years old this yeah. week, I believe. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if he were still alive, and he's in Halloween Five with Bo Star, Ellen, Co- a bunch of people I've
1: never heard of. We both know he's alive, but you know where he is. <laughs> Halloween Five. This time. This time, she's back with a vengeance. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael
0: Myers. So, Halloween 5, I'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, probably next year, yeah. if we're so, still So,
2: yeah, they're trying to go annual with this. They had Halloween 4s exactly a year ago. Halloween 5, that's what you're supposed to do. You put them out right by Halloween. That's perfect. And um, everyone hates it so much that it takes them another seven years to come back. The wow. so Halloween six doing six six, Halloween six
0: movies, yeah. That's seven year a seven year difference. Holy shit!
2: Yeah, something like a six or seven year difference where ha- they just ha- sort of like. <sighs>
0: and then Halloween Water, then Halloween,
2: yeah. <laughs> which the... is almost a vague reboot. in it, it, some is. Way. It's
0: a. It's it is a. Well, it, it retcons everything in uh, after two, mm. and then mm. Rob Zombie's remake, which retcons everything from one until two, sort mm. of rips it off again, and now we're in the other one, which is is utterly fantastic mm-hmm. i'm actually i it's one of the few times God I wish I could see the halloween the next Halloween movie mm-hmm. instead of it coming mm-hmm. out next year because th- I just rewatched the first it's so good uh, a movie i've never seen oh boy but it's one of those movies mm-hmm. I wish there was a a better word for it, and people like us should coin it,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, A
0: movie that haunted you. Yes. Fabulous Baker Boys. Yes. Because like Mad Magazine parodies, posters, VHSs, commercials, soundtracks. I saw Uh this everywhere. I've never seen this film.
3: I have – this is a movie that my parents must have rented and I must have like snuck behind the couch Mm -hmm. and watched it because the scene of Jeff Bridges and Michelle Pfeiffer where they're about to have sex I remember so vividly and I was like five. Yeah. So it was definitely hmm. the first like quote unquote love scene that I ever saw and it's burned uh, um, into my brain. You got
0: the, what's the dude jam on Michelle Fiverr?
3: Yeah. That's not and, bad. And I don't know
0: why. I don't know why. Maybe it's the poster. I have always assumed this movie is about Two brothers, played by real brothers, both banging Michelle. Me too. Her. I don't know that I, that is or isn't the case. In
3: my memory, this whole time, for some, and this is not how it goes down, but for some reason, they're both having sex <laughs> yes. with her on top of okay, a I'm piano. A, I am not alone. Yes, on a piano. <laughs> on top of
0: a piano. She, and, she's dressed like Jessica Rabbit.
3: Yes, and, <laughs> and as a little kid, I was just like. Okay, I guess that's how that works. (laughs) Oh, children.
2: (laughs) I know. That's not what this movie's about. I mean, I guess you're partly right. It is Jeff and Bo Bridges playing brothers who are like uh, with a piano act, and they decide to hire a singer, and it's Michelle Pfeiffer, who turned out to be a former escort. Michelle Pfeiffer's character,
0: whose character is named the Fabulous uh Baker Boys. See, that's what Uh most Uh people get wrong about the film.
3: Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's It's just a
2: coincidence.
1: It's very (laughs) confusing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, then she starts a romance with Jeff Bridges and that's going to break up the brothers and, you know, what? Do and uh, it's definitely most famous for it has been parodied again so many times in the last 30 years. If you've ever seen someone singing sultry on top of a piano, probably wearing a red dress. Mm. Mm -hmm. Here you go. That's from this because everyone is so good in this. But Michelle Pfeiffer is like I, I feel like she's about to light shit on fire. Just, just from how hot she is. Oh, so are she's you? I've
0: never actually heard anybody say this is a good movie, Diana.
2: Oh, yes, this is a good movie.
0: Yeah. Huh. Oh. Eh. I know it sucks. But eh good me. to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I
3: actually rewatched it for this, and I, eh, it's fine. I didn't love it. Also, is Michelle it like- Pfeiffer is not a good singer, right? Yeah, she, uh, she's passable. Oof. I not think. Not great. Yeah.
0: Being supportive, we'll say she's trying. Her sorry. best. Sorry,
3: she has other talents. She's obviously. trying her best. Is
0: this the Bull Durham of uh, people piano movies? People, singing, <laughs> piano <singing> movies. piano <laughs> movies. I don't know. that's, 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 no, that's, that's it's I'm,
3: not as funny.
2: I'm okay with that. That's true. Bull Durham was way funnier.
3: It definitely made me miss that old-timey, fancy restaurant situation where someone is playing a piano like in the corner and maybe someone's singing. I love that. And I love that that's like such a throwback. And when when I was growing up and my parents – for a long time, I was an only child, and so my parents just took me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I would just go to fancy restaurants with my parents, and my dad would always make me go up and request the love theme from Romeo and Juliet. What? what, what? <laughs> the what? Zeffirelli Romeo the and cardigans? Juliet. cardigans? Oh, my God. No. No. The <laughs> no. old-timey one.
2: The, the 67, 68 one, yes. whichever one that's from. Yeah. Yeah. I do the, the one tip- but before the Leonardo DiCaprio one, is the yes. one that they would show us in high school, and you see a guy's butt, and we'd all laugh. Die
1: for yeah. you,
0: I would. No, that's garbage. That's from the fucking Baz Luhrmann soundtrack. Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, so I really miss this whole culture of like. Fancy lounge singers, yeah, Which, it, that
0: needs yeah. to come back. Well, and and if you haven't listened to the show before, shame on you. <laughs> uh, but this is a, This is a remarkable amount of diversity for the '80s because there's usually not this many movies released, let alone That's no. true in in these demographics. And I'm only mentioning that because the the number one movie at the box office was one of those things that bridged everyone. Mm-hmm. So every adult and kid I knew had to see this non animated <laughs> movie, and that wasn't that that didn't happen very often. Mm. You know? yep. And this
2: is going to be a huge hit, and mm-hmm. it is going to be the number one movie for weeks. Nice. We are going to keep mentioning Look Who's Talking. Yes. Look Who's Talking.
0: Which, for my money, I still think it's one of the best opening sequences of all time.
3: Agreed. Peach Boys and Sperm. <laughs> I learned so much.
0: How much do you think that cost for them to, they're the, for them to visually depict a hardcore sex act with puppets? How? And, yeah, it's... And, and, <laughs>
3: Hardcore isn't even the right when way to describe it, it because you don't even see any it's genitals.
0: The, it's the grossest thing about sex. It is. The fucking it's tubes and the liquid. And it's, <laughs> and it's, that's all we're looking at for, for the opening of this film. And the tadpoles. Yes, to the, to the sounds like of Brian squir- or Brian Wilson.
3: And they're squirming into the egg. It yeah. makes me want to throw up, honestly.
0: <laughs> no.
3: Humans are Somebody disgusting. won an Oscar
0: for that uterine landing.
3: <laughs> so. human, human beings are so so gross.
0: <laughs> but it's uh, it, uh, Amy Heckerling? Yes, director Amy
2: Heckerling. Yeah, yeah it, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. This is like her biggest freaking hit and, and it, Clueless. So and it, she's done good movies, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad that she got some
3: freaking bank. I think she's great, and I
2: think this okay, movie's
0: look. great.
3: I this movie's great.
0: I, I love it. I rewatched it's it.
3: It's a it's damn delight. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Olympia
2: Dukakis in it. Yes, I like I'll George Segal. I thought I like George, George Segal
0: was because I this like is one Ava
2: of
1: the,
0: the few movies I'd seen. I always thought George Segal was like one of the biggest stars in the universe. <laughs> yes,
1: was, me too. <laughs>
0: and, and and if you haven't paying attention to thirty twenty ten, I do think this is interesting that. John Travolta hasn't really top lined a mm-hmm. to film in the 80s. This was
3: huge. And for we've been him. doing this
0: for four years. Oh,
3: people are like, this is his comeback. This was his first comeback.
0: And and, and this yes. This was
2: a m- kind of a comeback. Yeah. Because yeah. the last movie we talked about with him was probably The Experts in yes. January. One yeah. of the
3: worst things I've ever seen. He didn't have a commercial hit since Greece.
0: Yeah. That's like 78 oh, or something
3: like that. Right? Yeah.
0: Or maybe Blowouts. Or but maybe. It, yeah.
1: But either, I, either
0: way, we weren't thirty twenty ten wasn't around to talk about that. There are right. no culturally relevant John Travolta movies from Greece to Look Who's Talking. Almost mm-hmm. ten years, mm-hmm. and he was yeah, a huge seventy much. star. And and Chris, Kirst, Kirstie Alley, okay. who I thought was the hottest woman I've ever seen, oh, and I oh can't explain it.
3: She <laughs> is when I was when I watched this and I was five. I was like, oh, this is the most beautiful woman in the mm-hmm. world, and I and she still is. I mean, going back and watching it, she is gorgeous. Like she's just so weird I just looking. Love her. Is she even so symmetrical? Much. <laughs> who cares she's luscious ha- most
0: of it's her hair because it's always like so, it's such a mane I just
3: want to put my hand in it I do I want to
0: hide diamonds mm. in it and smuggle it across the border <laughs> and,
3: and then I thought John Travolta was the most handsome man in the world he's like,
0: what is he he's a pilot in this movie
3: slash cab driver so, oh
0: he's a pilot in the next movie sorry
3: well no he, ah. yeah but he's like a part time amateur he's getting his right. pilot's license in this movie play a little trailer yeah it's we'll so a fun a
0: trailer I love this film tristar pictures is
1: pleased to announce put me back a star is born boy i gotta think about getting my own place he's mad who's got a wet to shame i give up he's bad yeah, right back at you, babe. And he's looking for a
0: dance. John Travolta, Kirstie Alley, and Bruce Willis as the voice of Mikey. Well, I got this driving thing knocked. <laughs> Look who's talking. Rated PG thirteen. I we didn't even mention Bruce Willis as the voice yes. of Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's
2: that's what I found fascinating is that like the ads really focus on. Yeah, it's they, we get to hear the thoughts of the wacky baby. The they, wacky baby's having thoughts. They and didn't, when I think back on this movie, that's not the part I think about at all.
0: Right. Oh, <laughs> I
2: think about it as as being, you know, like a, a single mom and, and right. trying to juggle all this stuff and all that craziness. It's like had, if he just took out the talking baby part, it would be like... It'd be fine too.
0: This becomes a trilogy, but Mikey is not John Travolta's kid. He comes yeah. in. He comes nope. in to save He's the George day. He's George kid. Roseanne is his kid. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny DeVito Ooh. and Maria Perlman are his dogs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> talk about a movie I've seen a million times. I cannot Looks wait like till we now? get to that. Oh, yes. Goodness. That was to been one of those HBO repeaters because I saw that. I can't wait so to talk much. about
0: Damon Wayne's as a baby. But but, but, like, but what a novel! Like I don't know. I, I, I think,
3: think it was a great idea, and yeah. I mean, like she definitely she came up with this idea based on. Her and her husband having a baby – I'm talking about Amy Heckerling – and, you know, putting words into the kid's mouth, which is something that I do with children and animals you all the time. You do with my cat
0: constantly. Yep. I do. <laughs> I do. You don't even. True. She doesn't like South Park, so she doesn't time. know that she's doing, like, Lady Eric Cartman <laughs> as my cat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want some food. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's
2: – that's, you know, that's weird because my the voice I do for my dog is sort of into Cartman territory, too. <laughs> but also, but Cartman, but foreign. Oh. I don't know why there's a bit of Triumph the Insult Comic Dog in there, too. Oh, I
0: believe Louis C.K. And, and Robert Smigel invented that, and they always thought dogs sounded like excited Eastern European immigrants. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. oh, look at that sign. It's so bright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I really commend this movie for not making the baby's mouths move and just having it be like kind of an inner dialogue.
1: Garfield. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah. that's great. But I I mean, I I have to say, the scene where she's walking him down the street in the stroller and he's greeting his little friends and they're talking, and like the one little baby's like, oh, my mom cut my hair. What do you think about it? (laughs) And he's like, it looks fine, darling. It's so cute. It's, see, it's a damn delight. I, I don't to like say. to give
0: good ideas out. But if you're a YouTuber and you want to maybe be demonetized or sued, go out there and film babies in the streets of New York and just put voices over whatever you think they're saying. Yeah. It's going to be slightly entertaining. It
1: will
0: be. And, and this, <laughs> that's, that's part of this movie. But there is like – it's almost two movies. Because nothing that happens to <laughs> yeah. Mikey is really related to what's happening with the romantic comedy with John Travolta. Well, and, no. Like,
3: I mean, there's the whole thing about like he wants he
0: likes this guy and he
3: wants him to be his daddy mm-hmm. and he thinks he's his dad, like because he's like. But he
0: can't really say anything. He's right. not. He can't weigh in. Right. He's is just. He's commenting for us.
3: But he can sabotage his mommy's dates by right. pulling the toupees off of Baldness. That's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my
3: god yeah no I think this movie is just sort of
2: I mean it's yeah it's not my style it's fine it's I like it but it does have one of the best uses of Janis Joplin music Hmm. I'll absolutely go to bat for that I think about that every time I hear cry baby of them just of her like trying to go to sleep and the hard cut to a baby screaming while it's
1: what yeah. I
0: think of Walking on Sunshine and Snoop a Snoopy doll dancing. I used to do that for my sister when she was a, a little yeah. kid. I mm. would do what oh, John Travolta yeah. did to uh, Mikey. Yeah, um, that's
1: so fun.
0: Yeah, like, but but I think Diana, maybe Sarah and I are at the more perfect age because yes. the, critical, the mm-hmm. critics did not like this. This was indicative of everything that's bad. I think if you're a fan of the critic, they like – Like, every other episode has a... Look Who's Talking is the death of film. Yeah. But, uh... But, I mean, like,
3: nobody... Everyone likes to shit on family movies. Yeah. And... That is true. They're easy to, to shit on because they... They do have to cater to a wide variety mm-hmm. of people and it is a very difficult thing to do. You have to entertain parents and children yeah. at the same time without coming mm-hmm. off overly snarky. I do hate children's entertainment that is too winky at parents.
2: that mm-hmm. makes
0: me crazy.
1: Oh,
3: yeah that's gross.
0: Yeah because I, I don't was like that. Yeah, I, I just that's, had-
2: that's a good point. That's a good point, that this has – have a nice balance for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because
0: it's like – sometimes it's like highly sexual, but it's perfectly normal for kids. I was just on – in an airport. In Mm -hmm. an airport, it just reminded me that like all these babies and and kids to like eight years old, like when I'm seeing this movie, eight or nine, can relate to babies more. I I, I, Sorry, I find it surprising that like as a nine-year-old, I can relate to a baby more than I can relate to an adult. Mm -hmm. And like there's a baby crying Mm -hmm. and I'm like doing stupid shit with my eyes like – and there's this – a four – like a six-year-old can walk up to a baby and like have an instant rapport, like put his hand on his shoulder. and So I, I don't know. Like as a kid, I find it weird that I was able to sympathize – like I, I, I can more relate to the baby in this movie than mm-hmm. I can to any of the adults mm-hmm. because I think mm-hmm. people under 10 have a rapport with one another no matter what their age is.
3: Well, and I think part of it too is for a little kid when mm-hmm. you are like around 10 or mm-hmm. younger probably, it's – it's easy to imagine that these babies have this yeah. rich inner life and this inner monologue that sounds just like you, regular you people. Probably talking. still have memories of <laughs> of
0: Mikey's life, or Mikey's time period. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm super high right it's, now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's really delightful, though. I mean, I definitely recommend it to people with kids yeah. for sure. It's so cute. <laughs> I,
0: I, I only mention the opening sequence again because, like, I love like you know, you're flipping flipping through cable channels like 10 years ago, and like, what who? What movie is this? You never have any question when you see a sperm flying yep. through. <laughs> I <laughs>
1: this mean, is
0: definitely it's, look who's talking. Well, it's we're either watching
2: PBS's Miracle of Life series, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Kirstie Alley's about to show up.
0: <sighs> okay. Oh, but yes, uh, way more movies in our '80s segment than almost like the last five weeks combined. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And television is somewhat interesting. Yeah, um, kind of a desert. Yeah, a little bit. And even the thing I found, I double checked and didn't out this week, but. Mm. uh, what Man- mancuso, mancuso, FBI. mancuso fbi is that a person Manc-
3: yes,
2: that, a- that is a tv show mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i remember being advertised so much that i was sure this ran for four or five years but mm-hmm. it ran for like 13 episodes yes but i had to throw it in there because it stars laser time patron saint robert loja that's right
3: yeah, yeah i do i looked into it a little bit i really couldn't find a good promo mm-hmm. up for it unfortunately but he plays like a maverick FBI agent. To yeah. Giuseppe
0: Manzusco is eighty five <laughs> years old. <laughs> he's uh, so old. Uh.
3: Yeah, but he did get an <laughs> Emmy nomination for this role.
1: He did, which wow. is so
3: weird to me when people when there's like a one ser when a one season series and yet people still get Emmy nominations for it. But I mean, Damn. I guess if you're good, you're good. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, it's it was actually when I looked into it, I found that it was actually inspired by he was. Played a similar character in a miniseries, um, a politi- some political miniseries that had Harry Hamlin in it. And apparently, audiences yeah. liked him and his character so much that that's what inspired this uh, the series.
0: And cool. Murder She Wrote is out on the 15th with special guest star Elliot Gould.
2: Mm-hmm. Special guest stars Elliot Gould and Paul Gleason. So, Ooh. yeah.
1: It, it, Are, the fuck with the bull and you get the, the horns?
2: Exactly, ah. I'm the, the principal from Breakfast Club, and Elliot Gould. I wonder which one is the keeler. <laughs> and who cares? I do love. I just like anytime there's two two or more guest stars that are a weird combination. I have to throw it in. Yeah,
3: I do love Elliot Gould too. in In, yeah. in almost every iteration, he's wonderful. the world's one of the world's most unlikely sex symbols. Oh, I am very attracted to an eighties Elliot Gould.
2: Sk- In the '70s, man, he seriously was a sex symbol. Which is weird because, like, yeah,
0: I'm like I'm like half a vegetarian diet away from looking like Elliot Gould. Well, like ten years ago, maybe (laughs) because like no other sex symbols look like me now. Yeah. So
1: I. Well,
3: there is actually. You bring it up. He he plays Ross and uh, Monica's father on Friends, mm-hmm. and there is a whole episode where Phoebe is very has a sex dream about his character and Elliot Gould's character, <laughs> and she is very attracted to him throughout the entire episode, and it's adorable. This it's one of Thanksgiving faith. episodes.
0: This 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 one oh, nice. you just bought another week with me wanting to be alive. <laughs> eventually, eventually Phoebe's going to dream about me, uh, and then eight is enough, and eight is enough wedding. Man, what? I think yep. uh, now that you've uh, – two, two out of three of the people on Mike have had weddings. Man, would you like to have a wedding with eight people? God, that would be easy to plan. Oof. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs>
3: but, yeah. If it only
2: have... has – if I, it's only eight people, that sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I, we
0: tried I, well, that's to not do. what it's about. The title, no. An Eight that's is Enough Wedding. That's not
3: weddings. what it's about. It's a TV movie from the series. The series oh. is over. It's over. Yeah, but they the came series back for have two – has been over for eight years. This
0: wasn't popular enough to –
3: what? Yeah. They actually had two TV yeah. movies. I believe this one was the second one, where one of the sons comes back and is getting married and to a divorcee. Ooh, uh, la, la.
1: So I'll,
0: I'll just play this clip anyway because I think it, it could lead to something like thirty twenty ten bingo. Okay. Like, uh, take a drink uh, for every canceled person. Take a drink for every dead person. Mm. <laughs> take a drink. This won an Emmy, by the way, mm-hmm. for Outstanding Variety Series next year, and it's. The oddest anniversary celebration ever, but it's Sammy Davis Jr.'s mm-hmm. 60th anniversary celebration. 60th anniversary of what? Because Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. is like 80. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just... Uh-huh. So we do this on occasion. We haven't done this in a while because, like, honestly, the, the variety show format is dying out. Right. And now it's it's yeah. it's been relegated to specials. And they try and get the biggest guest stars ever. So if you were one of those people who was born in the 80s, this is a very impressive uh, impressive list of people mm-hmm. uh, drink for whoever you can't recognize drink for who won a Grammy drink for who won an Emmy drink for who won an, Emmy, who won, who won an Oscar uh, drink... are
2: any of them still alive?
0: <laughs> yes tons
2: that's always that's that's how I gu- that's how I gauge it
0: tons but it's also a ton of people like most people won't recognize but this is it's Sammy Davis mm-hmm. Jr. for fuck's sake mm-hmm. so and, and, and look yeah. who's, take a look who's presenting it tonight the United Negro College Fund Celebrate Sammy Davis Jr.'s 60th anniversary in show business. In show business. <laughs> all right, all right,
3: we got to go on All right, that. Some
0: of Sammy's friends, Debbie Allen, <clears throat> Linda you Diane
3: Carroll,
1: Oh,
0: that. All
1: right, you Bill your offer that. Elliot Gerald, Goldie Haas.
0: It's alphabetical, by the Hines. way. Gregory Hines.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bob uh, Hope. Hope. Reverend Jesse,
0: Reverend Jesse Jackson. Jackson. Michael, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> Urban Magic Johnson. Quincy Jones.
0: Quincy Jones. Jones.
1: Shirley MacLaine.
0: Shirley MacLaine.
1: Dean Martin.
0: Dean Martin. Wow.
1: Gregory yeah. Peck.
0: Gregory Peck.
1: Richard Pryor.
0: Richard Pryor. Holy
1: smokes. Frank Sinatra.
0: Frank Sinatra.
1: Mike, Mike Tyson. Oh no. Dion Warwick.
0: Dion Warwick.
1: Stevie Wonder.
0: Stevie Wonder.
1: And your host for this evening, Eddie Murphy.
3: Eddie Murphy as the host. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So-
0: so I think in terms of cele- uh, celebrities, this is like the most star-studded night on television
3: for real.
2: Yeah, and, and- crazy. Diane Carroll, R.I.P. By the way.
0: And if you're allowed, if you're allowed to use this in Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, like this is your linchpin. There yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What was what was Nell was Nel Carter ever in anything with Clint Eastwood?
1: Mm. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, she was. <laughs> yes, the, she was. Sammy Davis Jr. Special. Um, uh, anyway, moving on. No games to speak of in 1989, but music of 1989. We have new releases. From Ace Freely, uh, Trouble Walking is out this week. Years of Decay by Overkill, Hats by The Blue Nile, Scarlet and Other Stories by All About Eve, The Sensual World by Kate Bush, uh, Steady On the debut of uh, Sean Colvin, Hot in the Shade by Kiss, Stormfront uh, by Billy Joel, Selena's self-titled debut, uh, Wild yeah, by.
2: So a- you see Ace Freely and Kiss going up against each other, I detect- and no one cared about either. <laughs>
0: I detect some animosity uh, Wild by Erasure and Eleven by the Smithereens which includes A Girl Like You Miss You Much yeah. by Janet Jackson is still number one and all is right Stormfront
2: by Billy Joel huge hit that we have a lead single off of that will be I number one by gonna, the end of the year I was going
3: to say is this the one
0: I don't yeah I don't know what this is I can't yep. wait to find out oh, you can't know. wait to keep listening to 302010 and tell all my friends about it and support <laughs> patreon.com I, I don't plug stuff enough shut up everyone <laughs> Shut up We never plug our shit In the first segment um, uh, But we will close out With a girl like you With the smithereens But stay right there Because we have a Oh god 1999 is going Ooh. to I'm going to say get us, get us in trouble
1: <laughs> Buckle up kids I'll see everything You want to hear I'll see everything through I'll do everything I have to do Just to
0: We talk a lot about retro video games on 302010, in fact, I don't think we talk about any new video games. It's only about retro. It's the nature of 30 20, 10 is what I'm saying. So if you've ever wanted to experience those things for yourself, glory be, it's great that this episode is brought to you by Retro Game Club, a podcast where the friendly Hughes and Rob uh, choose two retro games to play each episode. Listeners are encouraged to play those games and email their personal opinions and stories about each game. It's sort of like a book club, but with less reading. Each episode of Retro Game Club will also report on retro gaming, emulation, and programming news. So come on in and join the Retro Game Club. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts, retrogameclub.net, and a lot of discussion on their Facebook community, Facebook, facebook.retrogameclub.net. In nineteen ninety nine, with "Heartbreaker" by Mariah Carey featuring Jay Z, is number one. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't love this song, but uh, I do like Mariah Carey. It was so weird growing up when Mar- Mariah Carey came up, and she was like this cute, like mm-hmm. almost like a, a pageant girl, and then yeah. all this like in this in like and yeah. in the, in the late nineties, she just like, oh, cleavage, and you're good with it. Yeah. Okay, great, mm, yeah. I can deal with this. Mariah. Dude, Thank she got
2: you. a divorce, and she was feeling herself. Mm-hmm. It's true, she's acting brand new.
0: But yeah, Mariah Carey almost it it's weird to think about, never presented herself as like hot. Uh, And this is this just reminded me of that because Mm -hmm. before that she's like, and
2: all of a sudden it was
1: like, oh shit!
0: Yeah, she's covered down to her wrists and everything, and uh, very, very, very (laughs) conservatively dressed. Mm -hmm. But this is not the first time. I just I just want to bring that up because I'm a fucking sleaze, (laughs) and it's this is going to be the. (laughs) It's okay.
3: You heard what I had to say about Elliot Golden last segment, so
1: (laughs) this
0: is I'm calling. I apologize. This this is going to be the man segment (laughs) uh, because the movie we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to 1999, October 11th to the 17th. Uh, we got some new releases by James Millionaires. Uh, none of them are... Oh my God, I forgot the name of the American Pie song. Is that James? Yeah, Lay. Lay. that's the one. Yeah. Sound System by 311. Mm. Uh, yes. They
2: suck bulls. They
0: suck bulls. if you're a laser time listener. <laughs> <laughs> the Marshall Suite by The Fall. Live On by uh, Kenny Wayne Shepard. I Want It All by Warren G. In Reverse by Matthew Sweet. Uh, back on Both Sides by Most Def, uh, Against Da De Green by The Youngbloods, and uh, Where I Want to Be by Donnell James. Hmm. And yes, welcome to 1999, everyone. A uh, lot fewer movies, but I'm going to guess right oh. out, of the, out of the gate a much longer conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so get ready for that. <laughs> hey,
0: but,
2: remember what we said about American Beauty a couple weeks ago? Yeah, go sit somewhere comfortable. It's going to be
0: a while. I'm glad. Please go listen to that first, by the way, because... Uh, and a previous a pre conversation with Sarah, she she's like, I know what you're going to say about this. <laughs> mm. Anyway, uh, uh, so I'm going to try not to say this, okay. those things. Uh, 1999, a little right. bit of news to wage you in uh, Pakistani Prime Minister uh, Sharif uh, mm-hmm. um, tries to dismiss General. Do You say all this, I don't know what any of this means. Uh,
2: uh, he tries to fire General Pervez Musharraf, and. Um, Musharraf says, you can't fire me. I'm a coup, you. And uh, oh. Sharif is overthrown. And Professor Musharraf becomes uh, essentially the dictator of Pakistan through to 2008. Wow.
0: Mean? Fuck me. I thought, yeah. a, I thought so, a coup was when yeah. a bunch of people noticed you did a legal shit.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a witch hunt.
1: So,
0: oh, okay. Oh. Perfect. Just a night for Halloween. Let mm-hmm. the witch hunts Speedy. go, yeah. So... Uh-huh. so th-
2: there's going to be things that happen in this general region over the next couple of years mm-hmm. that it's sort of helpful to know who's in charge at the time but, yeah, but in terms
0: of 1999 in in what we know because i was i had i always if you're just listening like i've never said said this twice in an episode uh i i was not very politically woke at this point mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. um I, but definitely pop culture woke and i don't this is a great segment for like things I wasn't paying attention to popping up out of nowhere. Hmm. And mm. on the 15th of, of October, the Nobel Peace Prize goes to Doctors Without Borders, something I wouldn't hear about until almost 10 years ah. later. Mm-hmm. No, it's, about four I, years later. I, I,
2: I like can't think anyone who deserves it more. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's, it's like, like it's, this it's, is what this prize is built for, it's, is it's, people who go into war zones and treat everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, I've, I've seen in this awful era of... What about ism and uh, pfft, finding fault in everyone to not find fault in yourself? No one can fuck with Doctors Without Borders. Like, yeah. it's just sort of like send doctors yeah. to people who need them. Yeah, that's probably going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just
2: it, regardless of politics, whatever. Yep. People need help. We're going. There you go.
0: And uh, yep, I donate every year. And speaking of things no one saw coming, Smashing Pumpkins have a new manager. What? Yeah. Why is ism? Huh? Uh, her name is Sharon Osborne.
3: <laughs> now I know I it's to point <laughs> She had
0: only managed one act at this point. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh and in I Who think I, I looked into it. <laughs> Sharon Osborne. Oh <laughs> <God> damn it. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh in three years, she will be one of the most recognized people in all of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that just wow. seems nuts to me. And CBS announces a strange brand new series that no one that no one bats an eye over. It'll be out next year in three months. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a little show called Survivor. And, Ooh, and it's, it's if what's you, that about? Exactly. If you want to see some really interesting – because I believe these reality things had been tried before, but they never worked. And, and where we stand mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. I don't know of a longer-running CBS show that's not a talk show.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm nope. sure there is one. Nope. I don't mean to say there isn't, but like – survivor I like no
2: survivor's still going it's still and going they do more than one season a year yeah yeah
0: so like it's it's crazy a 13 episode series and everyone's what they're gonna put people on a desert island will mm-hmm. this ever work and, I, and we're also it <laughs> sounds
2: a- like gilligan's island but boring <laughs> Dude, I, I we're the harlem
3: globetrotters
0: I, uh, it's it's a it's a very strange place in 1999 television mm-hmm. is completely changing because mm-hmm. uh and it's it's interesting to see that movies this is Wow, what a divergent trio of films right? this Isn't episode. This...
2: Right. So, hey, we had both Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer in 89, oh. and they're back Hey-o. together in a movie that no one likes and no one cares about.
0: I, <laughs> true. I only remember it, in, and I'm, I'm guessing we're going to play a clip of the trailer. Mm-hmm. This yep. is the first time I heard the song Classical Gas in the uh, in the, trail, oh. the promotional material for The Story of Us. Okay. And, like, and it made it look super heartfelt. And I went and saw it and like, wow, I've never felt this little about anything. <laughs> <laughs> the Story of Us. Every marriage has its share of
1: problems.
2: A man can mend a fight with sex. A woman can't have sex until they've resolved the fight.
1: I'm ready. How about you? But you can always count on your friends.
0: Online sex is not cheating. How do you figure? We're
1: typing. To make matters worse. Life is not click cut. Bruce Willis, Michelle Pfeiffer, a Rob Reiner film. Come on, Keith Riverdance. Come on! The story of us. Whoa! Hey! Dad, pull yourself together. Wait
0: it on. All right, all right. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, another, yeah oh. so
2: we got Rob Reiner, and apparently this is supposed to be vaguely a remake of Two for the Road from 1967 with Albert Finney and Audrey Hepburn that oh. I have promoted many times on this show because uh, it is fucking great in that it's like looking back on a relationship in a nonlinear way to see, like, who did they used to be? Why have they changed? What's gone wrong? Hmm. Do you care? Not really.
0: And here, here's an example I hate and love of fandoms mm-hmm. because one of my favorite fandoms that I am both in and, well, I'm not very critical of, David
1: Lynch. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know when I discovered David Lynch, but I was like the only one. And then for a while I would go see all his movies, try and drag whoever would go with me. And now yeah. it's just like all of my friends want to rewatch David Lynch stuff, and that's great. And we now hang out with a bunch of people who like have like revere him. Have yep. parties, dress up like those characters. Have screenings of Twin Peaks. David Lynch, like like I always say about Bobcat Colthwaite, there's only one or two David Lynch movies I won't watch with if someone's curious. Mm-hmm. But David Lynch fans, everyone I know hasn't seen this movie. And oh, it, has Sam seen it?
3: Have you guys like, just um, talked about it? I bet he hasn't.
0: Yeah. He's I bet a he huge hasn't. All, my, all, my, all, all the people I can name right now as the biggest David Lynch fans I know have not seen this movie hmm. it, because it's not part of the David Lynch canon, mm. whatever it's you want to define that so is.
2: unlike anything else David Lynch has ever done. It's rated G and it's produced by Disney.
0: A rated G movie produced by Disney, starring like two people, none of which you've ever seen before, uh, especially the lead, who's just an old man. And to me, I saw this when I was like 20 and not very nuanced and thought it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. (laughs)
1: This (laughs)
2: is a special ass movie. The straight story sounds like it could be the cheesiest, dumbest thing ever or just boring as fuck.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's it's definitely slow. It's
2: so beautiful.
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's, it it got,
2: but it's moving.
0: Amazing, critical. And even I was like afraid to watch it because what's it about? A guy who hasn't seen his brother in a while, uh, and is he dying or his brother dying? No. I, I can't.
1: Gosh. it's going I to drive to see – I it. think he is.
0: He needs to get to his estranged brother and decides to drive through several states on his lawnmower. Okay. And it's directed by David Lynch. And even even now, I'm like – I don't understand how these add up to a thing mm-hmm. we're seeing. And I can't sell you on it, but it is gorgeous. It's slow. It's nice. It's pretty. It's it, – you. you will feel – Wonderful things while watching it. I can't recommend this film enough. Wow. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. it, the straight story. I have not, I don't know that I've ever saw the trailer, and uh, I, I hope it's still available nope. out there. And here's a clip of that
1: Rose, darling, I've got to go see Lyle. I'm a Netto, and Alvin, and he's driving his lawnmower. What are you setting out to do here? Alvin, you're going to get blown right off the rope. How long have you been on the road? Five weeks. Haven't you been scared being alone? Well, ma'am, I fought in the trenches in World War II. Why should I be scared of an Iowa cornfield?
0: Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's it's so on Disney and it's mm-hmm. so on David Lynch. Yeah. There are dozens of minutes without dialogue, and it's it's just one of the most beautiful things to take in. I I, I don't know, like it's it's not mm-hmm. like the things we talk about in depth on thirty twenty ten, but mm-hmm. like I've seen it several times. I, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I really love this movie. Wow.
2: Uh, yeah, and- I I'm hard pressed to think of what movies I would even compare it to
1: mm-hmm.
2: because. Like, there's so many things that are sort of like this, like, I want to go see someone one last time, or I'm going to go make amends or whatever, that is either it's sort of sappy or, like, in the end, they tell you basically what the message is, where it's like, it seems like we're all riding along uh, <laughs> alone on the yeah. highway of life. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: No, and it's just not like that. And it starts Richard Farnsworth yeah. in his biggest and his last role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would uh, die a year later uh, by suicide because he was very ill. No. Oh and he he was an old cowboy that guy he was a stunt man he's he was a a chariot he he drove chariots on Spartacus he was a a horse riding stunts on Gungadin back in 39 and he popped up in little movies and stuff and he's just like so authentic and special and he just wants to see his brother and when he gets to his brother's house like there's only one actor in the world that you want him to go see and it's the one who walks out the door and it makes me feel so so happy because I'll just spoil it. His brothers. <laughs> it's
1: Bette Midler's. No, it's, it's
0: the recently departed Rip Taylor.
1: Oh my god! No. Oh, so
3: many miles. Yes. Oh, oh, I love it. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. We know. We know. I always want to see Bette Midler.
2: It always wants to be Bat Midler, but no, he uh-huh. shows up and it's Harry Dean Stanton, another uh-huh. like old cowboy yeah. motherfucker, and you're just like oh, this was meant to be. This movie, everything about it is meant to be. Yeah, there was... It's just just special.
0: If you've never listened to Laser Time, it's sort of a topic-driven way to talk about movies that we like. And I've always been afraid to do it, but like the slowest... Movies oh. I've ever liked. Mm. Oh, you've ever liked? I was yeah. gonna say
3: we could talk about Tree yeah. of Life.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, but stuff like that. But, yeah. but yeah, we could but... talk
2: about Empire or Sleep. But they <laughs> an Andy Warhol movies. They're 19 hours long and nothing happens. I said Ugh.
0: that I've ever liked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's I, I I don't know the behind the scenes on this. But I do love the mm-hmm. idea that of Disney throwing around its its weight. Like we can get. I don't know if David Lynch was interested in the project. Or they like let's just get David Lynch. We have this script and we're Disney. and We have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And you hear. We were, I was talking uh, recently about Marvel, and you know we forget that Joss Whedon like walked away from Marvel because Disney and Marvel were too tampering. And this is clearly an example mm-hmm. of Disney not touch touching David Lynch, but David yeah. Lynch not going full Lynch on anything. Mm-hmm. There are He no... never
2: goes lynch. You expect like a close-up of a bug where there's a sa- weird sound to tell you that nature hates us, that sort of <laughs> <laughs> thing. The decrepit nature of humanity beneath yep. the shiny veneer of small towns. No.
0: That's why he made no, the cricket kill everyone. None of that – <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: But but like why would they call David Lynch? Like David Lynch has done things that are not typical for him. Like Elephant Man yeah, is not yeah. a very David Lynch movie in the way you think of a David Lynch movie, but seriously, if you listed every director in the world, I, he'd be at the bottom of the list for me. Yeah. I'd grab some guy out of film school before I'd grab him. Right. Cuz I think he would make it terrifying.
0: And remember this is rated G. This is not a Touchstone picture. This is not a Miramax picture. This is not a Hollywood, Dimension Pictures, all the studios that Disney owned at this point. It is a Walt Disney film. Wow. Like, I don't remember the other things we talked about of this era. And when you watch it, that is the most un-Disney and un-David Lynch thing I've ever seen. And and it makes me Mm -hmm. respect David Lynch all the more because, like, he's – when people make fun of him, like, I I had the straight story to say, like, no, he can do other things. He can do do a different tone and style, but see the straight story. He's brilliant.
3: Yep. Of course he can do it. Like – He's I know. a genius. It, it just, he can but do it just, pretty much anything. It just
0: seems like a work-for-hire thing that probably didn't hurt him, that he didn't have a bad no. experience mm, on. Because yeah. it's, it's very – I don't know. It's, it's still hard to believe he did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I can tell yeah. Disney didn't love – probably liked the film but didn't love that they had to market this and get this out there. Because, mm-hmm. the, again, when I have the DVD of it, it looks really weird. Uh, When you see it, it's just Mm. like a little square of the guy in the lawnmower and David Lynch, Walt Disney Studios. Like, this is real? Mm -hmm. This is real. Mm. (laughs) David Lynch, Walt Disney Studios presents David Lynch.
3: Yeah, that seems like a sketch.
0: Yeah, and and it's, and again, I can't, (laughs) and I'm only slamming David Lynch fan I love you guys, but watch this. You are not a David Lynch fan until you've seen this. And and yes, I'm including his Chanel and Nike commercials. uh, So watch, watch this David Lynch movie. I'd be curious. Now, now I, I
2: want to go and do some research to find out how many Walt Disney films have been nominated for the Palme d'Or at Cannes.
0: Ooh.
1: Wow.
2: Because this
3: might be it.
0: We it talked about it a while one. ago. G-Force, definitely. Of course. The gerbil. I don't
3: even need so to bring definitely. it up, yeah, right. to be honest. Like, we all know
0: that. If, you, if you're just listening to the show, we talk a lot about G-Force. It's true. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the Rosetta Stone we judge other movies by. Mm-hmm. How many gerbils are in this?
3: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough.
0: See the straight story, people. I'm not fucking around, yeah. um, especially if you, you've been holding off on it, because I might stop doing this and go watch it right now. It's making me want to get weepy. And, yep. But the biggest movie of the week that I rewatched and did a ton of research on and read the follow-ups, I hope we don't mm. have to talk about them, ladies and gentlemen, Jared Leto, Meat Loaf, Helena Bonham Carter, Edward Norton, and Brad Pitt in the number one movie this week, Fight Club.
1: How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? From the director of Seven. The first rule of Fight Club is do not talk about Fight Club. We gotta take Fight Club up a notch. What did you guys do? Without pain, you would have nothing. What kind of sick game are you playing? Red paint. We're not killing anyone. Seven, free! This is too much! Edward
0: Norton. something terrible is about to happen. What did you expect? Fight Club, rated R. Like, I want to be quiet for a little while and see what you guys (sighs) say because I don't have anything like crazy (laughs) to say about it. But I did revisit it and was overwhelmed by how much I still, I don't want to say love, I do love the movie.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
3: I too love the movie. mm -hmm. I do.
1: Yep.
3: I love it. I Mm -hmm. love the movie too.
2: I love David Fincher. I I basically, since 1999 started, this has been a countdown till we get here because I think this is, you know, it's weirdly controversial. Uh, in a way, right. but most—I mean, just cause there's so many different ways you can look at this movie, and I think the most popular way to look at it is the wrong fucking way. Yeah, yeah,
1: Agreed. I, I, think I can agree. With uh,
2: that. Yeah, generally it is accepted if a if a man says that Fight Club is his favorite movie or book, you run, the girl, red flag.
1: Mm-hmm. You uh, in danger,
2: girl. I, you I will, in danger, girl. I
0: will never forget the way I was introduced to this movie because mm. I hadn't read the book, and mm-hmm. um, your husband and I, Sarah, have a friend who is like just legit I don't want to say nuts um, okay but like we're scared to be around him now right and he was oh. always a little crazy and before the movie came out I'm like I'm aware of the movie. I love David Fincher I love mm-hmm. seven I love the game
1: mm, I love uh, and, the game
0: and I'm, I couldn't this yeah. is his third movie and I couldn't wait for. I was like excited about it and then like I forget we were like standing in the middle of a golf course and it was just me and this crazy guy is like fight club <laughs> <I'm> like what <laughs> like fight club I'm like what? What about it? Like, I, like, I'm a movie nerd. I've been reading about this. It's coming out. It's. I can't wait to see it. Uh, he's like, everyone needs Fight Club. And I'm like, what Aww. does that mean? What does that mean? And, <laughs> and he's like, and he's, everyone needs it. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, I can't talk to you about it anymore. The movie is not out yet. And this <sighs> is already sunk into the... I'm sorry. One of the craziest people from my childhood yeah. is talking about it like that. Yeah. So... I think that, that that it's an example of one of those things that mars the movie today.
1: Yeah, yes. The worst example yeah, of certain things in your life. Yeah. Uh,
0: of certain people in your life may love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. I love it for different reasons, but uh,
1: yeah.
3: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I was introduced to this movie actually a couple years after it came out. I don't think I saw it right when it came out because I really wasn't in that movie nerd mode yet. I saw mm-hmm. it at Nerd Camp where I took a philosophy <laughs> course about the philosophy of the self and what does the self mean. And Interesting. This is one of the movies we watched along with The Matrix mm-hmm. along with another oh, movie yeah. that we're going to talk about later this year which I am so excited to talk about. I, I, Malkovich, so Malkovich. Well, you
0: say it deserves credit as like <gasps> a heady uh, a heady high concept Hollywood film that, mm-hmm. the kind of which they'd never made before and don't really make any more whether you like it or not. Yeah, It's asking things about your general nature.
3: Yes. And,
0: and there, there's,
3: there's the the danger of that. Mm-hmm. Like so many things mm-hmm. is that people just take it on face value and don't examine it any further. I think this movie mm-hmm. is, so I rewatched it and prep. I mean, I've seen it a million times, but I hadn't seen it in a it's while. In 10 years. I, so I, I
0: watched it last week. I and watched it last week. Mm-hmm.
3: I do still love it, mm-hmm. but I also, mm-hmm. It was summed up to me, to me perfectly when they're sitting in the uh, airplane mm-hmm. and they, they're meeting for the first time. And Edward Norton says the thing about single serving friends. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt just turns to him and goes, Oh, I get it. It's clever. And I just turned to Sam and I was How's like, That, working out for you, that is clever. this whole movie to me. It's <laughs> like, I get it. Mm. It's clever. Like, I don't know. It makes no, me tired. So, no.
2: It, it's interesting. No, I, I really want to talk about well, one thing I wanted to talk about was compare this to American beauty that we just talked about a couple yes. weeks ago, mm-hmm. but let me add on to what your philosophy camp was doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> With Malkovich, Malkovich and the matrix mm-hmm. These are all movies from the same, exactly same time mm-hmm. that are all questioning the reality we found ourselves in yep. and whether it makes us happy. Yep. That's the premise like of all of these movies. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause it was the end of history and we didn't know what we were doing now. And, this movie is like i like that it's it's critiquing consumerism and saying basically all we have to live with all we have to live for are things now you live in an ikea catalog and that's all you have Mm -hmm. you need to get your balls back get your masculinity back Mm -hmm. from society (laughs) by punching things the
0: former part of that is i think the thing that holds up yeah the resentment of status quo commercialism Mm -hmm. and 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 I, Sarah predicted exactly what I was going to say about this. Just mm-hmm. because, like, I'm seeing mm-hmm. this in 1999 as I weigh into college, a place I don't know that I really want to go, to get a career that I don't know that I want, to settle into a life mm-hmm. that I never asked for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this movie is acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's offering yeah. a rational solution. Uh, uh,
2: no, and I think <laughs> it's offering it, terrible solutions. It's not-
0: and I, I think knowing David Fincher and Chuck Palahniuk, they they are this is funny to them.
3: Yes, they're not mm-hmm. they're not
0: trying to be gurus. And no,
3: yeah. you're right. No, but
0: it's, it's the thing we talk about with The Matrix. We talk about more like less than American Beauty, because American Beauty is about examining oneself, whereas The Matrix the... has like, what holds what stands the test of time is weird red pill shit and distrust right. and conspiracy theory horse shit. That mars Fight Club to a massive degree. People who oh, still yeah. like mm-hmm. love this movie. But I really want to love this movie unironically, without, mm-hmm. without caveats and addendums, but I do not want to put myself in the camp of the people you think about you think of people who like fun. I yeah. think that
3: you can totally do that. I, 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 I'm in that camp. of, of Just saying. Loving that's why I'm worried without, about talking about yeah, it. Yeah. It is hard, though, to say. This movie's great without some caveats. But that's okay. Like yeah. art evolves and our feelings yeah. about art evolves and I think it's I mean I think I texted to you earlier The Matrix, American Beauty and this Fight Club mm-hmm. are kind of the holy triumvirate of bored white dudes. Yeah. Like <laughs> life is too good. When Let's we, fuck uh, it up a little.
0: When when our and, biggest fear in the world is being bored. Yeah. And and, right. and we didn't know like well you also have a 401k, healthcare and the iPhones coming. So yeah. Relax. You'll, you will you will never be bored
1: again. And
3: for some context, I mean, I, I went to this nerd camp. It was taught by. I was in high school. It was 2001, mm-hmm. summer 2001. Mm-hmm. And it was taught by. Uh, I went. It was at Duke University. And it was taught by students mm. there, the college students. And there's these Gen Xers who are teaching all these high school <laughs> students about philosophy and they're philosophy majors and they're telling us about this stuff. So, of course, that's going to influence the stuff they show us. Mm-hmm. And then. We leave philosophy camp after thinking about ourselves and the philosophy of the self for three straight weeks and reading about it and reading philosophical texts, and 9-11 happens. And it really threw us all. Because I stayed in touch with my classmates for a very, very long time, and we were very, very close for a long time, and it threw us all completely. It shook us all to our course. I
1: love
0: that you mentioned that and you saw it at the same time because like – Film of 1999 and and 911 are like some of the most jarring things of my post adolescence, mm-hmm. and mm. it made me constantly reevaluate everything. And it is, it's something you can say about Fight Club. It's a movie that asks you to reevaluate your values. Yes. And nope, mm-hmm. what movie really asked you to do that without like being heavy messagey that you can see from the trailer? Fight mm-hmm. Club. To, people mm-hmm. walked in there thinking Brad Pitt and Edward Norton were creating a boxing league, and mm-hmm. that's why you want to see the movie. Right. So they were shocked with right. something else. So I think that's why you see. Bros, I I want to give some respect to a little bit of respect to the bros.
1: Okay. They wouldn't knock,
0: They wouldn't walk into a movie that was that they knew would ask them to think about these oh, things. Yeah, and they accidentally mm-hmm. did, and now they are thinking about these things. And maybe they're taking away the yeah. wrong message.
2: Well, and but it, spe- I most of them
0: are. But it's speaking yeah. to them in a, in a way that I think. Yeah. In I don't know. Sarah predicted I'd say that too. Like it was how young men felt mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. I can say that because yeah. I was there.
2: And they They feel that way to this very day. Mm-hmm. Like I I see people on Twitter, and man, if they got Tyler Durden in their name. I can basically tell you <laughs> what they're going to say next. Yep.
0: Report, yeah, their screen report. name
2: is Tyler Dernan. <laughs> yeah, report, 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 report. <laughs> oh, God. Because, you know, that means they're going to try to, like, wake everyone up. They're going to try to wake up the normies and get them to, like, reject this bullshit that you've been taught and sold. And, yeah, and it's like, on one hand, yeah, you should do that. Wait. Yeah. Get out of your stupor. Don't just do what you're told. You know, do something creative. Do something crazy, whatever. Don't blow up a building, though. That's probably not a great well, idea. I you should probably know. not, like, get anybody killed. It's um, There is a beautiful... And also, you should maybe not hate all women.
0: Hold on. Yes. then that, That's what I wanted to talk about. There is
3: one woman in this movie.
2: I,
0: I've seen... I've, one. <laughs> I saw this movie uh, when it came out in regular theaters, mm-hmm. and then, like, it kind mm-hmm. of... This movie was a huge fucking bomb. Mm-hmm. Huge bomb. It cost a lot yeah, of money. Yeah,
2: I think it... Barely made his money. Back. And, and it, it did went, okay.
0: It went to the second run theaters and I took a lot of my lady friends to see it because of like, oh Brad Pitts in it? Down. Mm. And and yeah. I'm, Oh, I'm,
2: and he looks fine. Oh,
0: the V lady. Let's talk. Uh but but like Oh <laughs> my. But I took a lot of lady friends to see it and they all liked it too. And and just as a minor anecdote, this is uh, DVD's just starting. Right. And this is
2: one of the oh first DVDs
3: I ever got.
0: It well because this is
2: like everyone I know's first DVD. Yep. Well, because it's in the Matrix. Matrix. Yep. <laughs> because, yep.
0: Because everything came on a normal schedule. I remember it was the first I remember I was talking about the things I first pre-ordered on Amazon. This came out on VHS, so you this had a six month rental period. You couldn't buy this on DVD for a, a year or two mm-hmm. after it came mm-hmm. out in theaters. Because like Fox hated it, hated how it performed, and didn't want to acknowledge it. And and then it finally came. It's one of the best DVDs. Oh, the, yeah. The standard definition DVD sets ever, yeah. in my opinion.
3: It, it yeah. had a lot it of really special good. features, too, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: And a, a ton yep. of delete I... scenes and, and, and web stuff that like, I never yep. saw that are right. hilarious.
2: Wow. I'm pretty sure this is my first uh, director's commentary. Oh, neat. Oh, wow. I think this might be the very first commentary I ever listened to. Oh, huh. cool. Yeah, and it's pretty funny because I think it's it was Fincher and – norton and brad pitt i think yeah i think so and helena Bonham carter's not there and they talk about her a lot because i think of her as you know the girl from room with the view and howard's end and prissy british things where she's very good but then all of a sudden she's this like grimy street rat yeah and they keep making fun of how like she didn't understand the american slang and so would say things straight and not realize how horrible they were (laughs) like i haven't been fucked like that since grade school (laughs) (laughs) because she's british she thought that meant high school and not like 10? Right.
0: In the deleted yeah. scene, she, she says, I want to have your abortion. Yep. And you can see that right. on DVD. And I just read Fight Club 2, and that's how the, the story ends. She's mm-hmm. like with Chuck Palahniuk introduced. Chuck Palahniuk is the end of Fight Club 2. It's very unfilmable. <laughs> it's,
3: Chuck oh. Palahniuk, uh, I have feelings about also. Apparently but...
0: the pronunciation. <laughs> pa- how do you say it? How do you say it?
3: Palahniuk. Palahniuk. I don't know that I'm right. I don't know. Uh, anyway. I have no idea. But also, I mean... <laughs> I to go back what we were talking about with the the message of like mm-hmm. shake things up get out of your status quo and everything again that is great absolutely but it's a yeah. very the way it's executed mm-hmm. is very very solipsistic and it's mm-hmm. just it's just about them and it's just about these guys and they're not actually doing anything to liberate anyone besides themselves yes. It's very, mm-hmm. very self-centered, and it doesn't make sense. Then, if you're talking about like spreading a liberate message and liberate, what are they doing? Yes, well, what's the next mm-hmm. step, y'all?
1: The
0: book is more clear about yes, it being said in what is it, Delaware?
3: Yes, because so, that's where all the financial companies yes, are based on, like, all the credit uh, card companies. In are. a world
0: before the cloud, mm-hmm. so. Right. The, the way I think Palahniuk wrote it is if you destroy these buildings, you destroy everyone's debt and everyone goes back to zero. It's, right. said, it's said in the movie, but it, it could have mm-hmm. been a real thing in 1999. And I, d- I did want to ask you guys if you felt – I think you, our perception of people who are two in a fight club are misogynistic. And I just want to know mm-hmm. – what was your take on rewatching the movie mm-hmm. uh, as... Because, you know, like I said, I went to watch it with ladies and it's fighty and it's mm-hmm. weird and they, they got certain philosophical mm-hmm. things out of it. I didn't... But I would like that it didn't come across as too misogynistic. There's just no women in the fucking movie at all.
1: <laughs> and, and
0: the one who's in there is like the ultimate victim. <laughs> y- yes.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, she she has her own agency in a lot of it's, ways. She, by the, and the way, she's great. She's mm-hmm. is
0: one of the greatest characters. And once yeah. you see
3: the twist, mm-hmm. it makes all of her actions make a lot more sense as well. Right. Wow. When like, you see that yeah. for the first so... time,
0: it you underst- do you not understand everything? He's being a total asshole to her. Right. But it is also like when your friends – I've had best woman friends. It's just me and her and then you start fucking my friend and then like shit gets weird. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's a mm-hmm. great depiction of that. But I don't consider it an overtly misogynistic film even though I, I think its philosophy has been warped over the period of the last 20 years into something what, – what do you call that? Mm-hmm. Like paleo – misogyny, yeah. like, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. even see these groups. I don't, I've just seen glimmers of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like some of it is, people take it through inference, the idea of, well, modern, modern masculinity is, you've been feminized. Right. That's the problem. Oh, I don't and think. And so, therefore, I... who's the bad guy if you're not a man anymore oh, that no. makes you a woman, and women are bad. That's
3: overt. That's part of mm. the speech. We are a generation raised without fathers. Mm-hmm. That's the speech. Mm-hmm. Like, he says it overtly. The feminization, he's... Ever, when During that speech, that makes clear that what he's saying is that you need to take back your masculinity because you've been... Well, what's the opposite of masculinity? Well, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think I, it's much more I, overt. I didn't...
0: And I, and I I will agree with you a billion percent about it, it being like Fight Club being... We haven't described the plot, so fuck off. If you haven't seen it, you shouldn't I be looking. Uh, but but, but you uh, it, see if, it. If, if you of of a toxically masculine movie
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i'll uh, mm-hmm. adhere to that i just don't know i don't know that it's it's in in the way that we it's not it's not a uh, anti-feminine it's mm. uh and it's not cuz it's not like people um what am i trying to say here it's not a it's not a it's not a rebellion against women
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a rebellion mm-hmm. against the status quo and the system and everything we're told to do and sort of the uh the idea it's not so much as uh, fighting is reclaiming your masculinity, it's getting rid of the cocoon we all told ourselves that we had to achieve in, in order to obtain some kind of security mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. this wonderful little society we whatever you want to label yeah. it yeah and, and, yeah and yeah
2: that's that's the main thrust, and that's why it's interesting that this goes so close to American beauty and that's mm-hmm. th- the exact same thing american beauty is is going after, but yeah why why do? sexists like this movie, mm. I think we're both, Sarah and I are both saying, yes. it's like, it's it's not that they had to dig too hard to find something to grab onto.
0: But they, they right. don't, they, other than what you said about broken families and guys setting up fucking franchises. And I, I think it was talking about the death of something bigger. I What I love taking away from it is because I'm I'm cuspy on the generational gap. Mm-hmm. I associate mm-hmm. more with millennials, but I think I'm technically Gen X, mm-hmm. and that gener- mm-hmm. Generation I X. I think cons-
2: I think you're technically the
0: oldest of millennials. Yes, you are. Yeah. Millennials start and, in eighty. But I grew up with Gen X 80, stuff, 80. And, and Generation X people mm-hmm. feel, feeling. I love that line: the middle children of history, mm-hmm. like feeling useless mm-hmm. and without 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 purpose. Uh, and yep. and and that's what I feel like. Fight Club was about to me, what resonated with me. It wasn't that to reject femininity. It was it was to reject uh, certain aspects of domesticity mm-hmm. uh, and, mm. and, and certain aspects of complacency. Isn't
2: th- domesticity inherently tied with the feminine? Yes. No, I, I
0: think part of this movie is, is just a bunch of people without women in their lives. And if you're not... Sex... For some reason, sex is the only reason people fathom, especially in 99, of sharing their life with somebody else. And now I... I've lived a long time, and sharing your life doesn't just involve your significant other. It involves mm-hmm. your friends and your family and like, yeah. people you work with. And you have to be not a dick, whether you understand things or not or things are frustrating. There's still people around you that you have to – it's your job to not make everyone's life more miserable. Yeah, and no, that doesn't deserve, occur to anybody yeah. in this film. They don't <laughs>
3: deserve to be tortured. You know, no, but, or, but, but there, is, mean,
0: there is aspects in the book and that the book goes in greater detail about that the targets are corporatocracy. Right. In almost every mm-hmm. sense. And in, 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 in every sense, they remove the human element from everything. And I, I think for it will hold up and do the things that you don't like about it for a long time because they are destroying buildings and things and systems and not people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the goal mm. of Project Mayhem and, and ultimately a fight club. But it, it, the only interesting thing about reading the sequel is that Tyler Durden is eventually associated as a contagion that mm. – contaminates mm-hmm. Edward Norton's who's now Sebastian in the new book. I didn't know that because we don't know his oh, name. He
2: gets a name. We don't know
0: his name in the movie.
2: Oh, and, there's another laser time topic. Yeah. <laughs> Char- main characters who don't actually have names. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and But, but uh, Edward Norton
2: has no actual name, just like I and with Nail and I.
0: But the, the, the no Tyler, actual name. Tyler Durden is this thing that wanted to come out of – a psychosis that wanted to come out of a certain kind of male throughout generations mm-hmm. and it's probably your job to beat it down. Yeah. And but is
3: it the impulse to just fuck things up?
0: I don't get this. Let's ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. Like that's 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 a simplistic solution to solving things for everyone. It doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But again, like I still think the movie works because most of its targets are things that like are meaningless.
2: I mean Yeah. Well I mean this is like corporate art. Like okay a yeah. corporate mm-hmm. art sculpture is yeah. that a meaningless Starbucks. It's like, well, I mean, in a way, yes, and in a way, no. Someone made it, yeah. and if it weren't there, there would be an empty space there. Well,
0: And that person gets no residuals on their corporate art, and I, when it's gone, they're like, oh, that sucks.
3: I mean, I think I...
2: Maybe they'll yeah, hire
0: me to make a new one. The I people have, who walk by it won't give a shit.
3: I have a problem mm-hmm. even calling it corporate art. Mm-hmm. I feel like it that is, mm-hmm. in, in itself is an oxymoron you could, you in a the, lot of ways. You could
0: call the straight story corporate art. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't want anyone to destroy the straight story.
3: Right, right. <laughs> but a giant ball so, on yeah. top of a fountain. Yeah. I don't know if corporate art is the right word for that, but okay. But public art.
0: But is, if, I'm, if I'm being honest uh, about who I was back then, yeah. and I'm trying to gel it with some greater form of philosophy, but what it really was about was my entertainment over everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And a destroying pieces of mm-hmm. corporate art and things like Project Man. I love ecotage, by the way. Like uh, I, I love that. I would love to see more eco-terrorism with no people hurt. That's great. Mm-hmm. Keep it going, mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah,
3: and I mean, I was I had forgotten, and then I was happy to see you know at the end when they're about to blow everything up, mm-hmm. they're like, "Don't worry, there's no maintenance workers mm-hmm. or janitors because they're all us." So mm-hmm. every building's cleared. Okay, good. At least we covered that mm-hmm. part of it because yeah. that was the first thing I thought of was, "Oh my god." What about these nighttime security yep. people like what
2: the if fuck the they're the their go own into, like, this is an
0: international yeah. conspiracy that yeah. spread far and wide right and
2: I, and, yeah. and that's it, another thing that got ruined by by 9-11 then it's like well what kind of asbestos is getting released by these buildings going down oh those poor first responders everyone's getting cancer now mm-hmm. but, 9-11 ruined
0: everything but i still think watching it now like um and knowing where the hearts of david fincher and chuck palahniuk are it's funny mm it's it's making fun of a lot of the people who end up being inspired by it and, it, and it's it's yeah, deeply that's, funny
2: I feel like that's the, the end result,
3: though. That's so weird.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. And well, I mean, we, like, we this, we always this is
1: thought, something guys, that you
3: and I fight about all the time.
0: Totally. Me and Diana, too. Well, we'll, yes. Bring a Wolf of Wall Street between us. Oh, like, Lord it,
3: have mercy. Like, I, yeah. I will join into that script. But I'm the same way yeah, about it's it. It's like, I think, no, it, honey, this movie is making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> and how much do we want to blame the piece of art for what its devotees do totally. or feel? And yeah. it, we you feel,
1: could see the you and
0: I feel preemptive. You could see the preemptive pressure on Joker. Before anyone Ooh. saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that yeah. pressure's I, on Joker. I, I was I can't waiting even, for
2: someone to bring that up. I can't even I, I, see I, the movie. It's fascinating that we're talking I, about I that. I can't
0: see that movie yet, because I just don't want to have a feeling about it because of all the things that we talked about beforehand, mm-hmm. which didn't happen with Fight Club. Mm-hmm. It was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Very slow burn. That yeah. It,
2: now, this, it was once it hit DVD. that because Then hit, I think it, the word of mouth picked up. It hit
0: up. DVD I, but, at, like, at, like, almost 2001. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, barely mm-hmm. any room before 9-11.
3: But I also have to say... Uh, like The Sixth Sense, Mm -hmm. no one spoiled it for me. Everyone was pretty good about like, let's let's let everyone discover this for themselves. So that was really great. (laughs) I I I (laughs) I mean, I love the twist. And when you find out when the twist happens, you're like, holy shit.
0: I hate it so much. I love it. I I do. Well, again, I just read the sequel and it's, so silly. Oh, wow. uh, Marla starts switching out his pills because she wants to fuck Tyler and not Edward Morton. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes to his therapist every week. But his therapist is also a member of Fight Club, so hypnotizes him and brings him out to, so is... Tyler can make his calls from a therapist. It's fucking. That's, well, that's
2: Fight Club 2 Sounds stupid, then. Yes. Well, I, I
0: don't know. It might. It might. In terms of, I I, di- I did want to say that I think it's brilliant that Chuck Palahniuk didn't bother to write a book and go for a movie. He's like, no, I'm going to make the movie version via comics, and it's. Unlike anything hmm. I've ever seen in the comic medium, and it's confusing See, and Fight Club ambiguous. Two and weird. is a comic. It's he did not it's write not a book. novel. He just made a comic, okay. graphic novel for Fight oh. Club Two.
3: This is my thing with Chuck Palahniuk. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of his Me stuff, too. and I read Fight Club, mm-hmm. and it gets real. He gets real silly. Like, and I I kind of stopped I, I reading. You, saying,
0: you said to me formulaic, and I was like, yeah.
3: Yeah, also yeah. that. I mean, and that's okay. Like, I, I like lots My of books. Fo- My second favorite formulaic. book, Choke,
0: is about a guy who's addicted to going to support groups. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, it's, but, uh-huh. but at the time, like, I love how he researches books. He did that shit. Yeah. He was very interested in that stuff. And he is kind of making fun of that... There was, I think there was a minor primordial movement or whatever you'd call that with men. Like, let's mm-hmm. go in the woods and wrestle one another. And you guys yeah. may not... Have, oh, yeah. Were you present to any real fight clubs after this movie? Because I was. No. Yes. I
2: knew people would do this. I knew it. It was like my Ugh. first thought. It was like, oh my God, people are going to do this and think it's solving something and they are just going to get hurt because they're dumb. I have
0: stood yeah. up for art and, 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 and defended as not being inspirational to certain things but I watched a ton of ba- but it,
3: but I just love a bunch oh, of guys guy I love a bunch of guys watching fight club mm-hmm. seeing how well choreographed and how like you know everyone's so ripped and sweaty and mm-hmm. and moist <laughs> and they're all hitting each other and then keep going, keep turning going. around and doing their own <laughs> fight club and it looking like the fight scene in Pineapple Express I- just <laughs> Just a bunch of doughy guys slapping each other as hard as they can. I
0: I think to its its point and to to its detriment, there is something freeing and adrenaline filled about being uh, wrestling your friends. And Mm -hmm. I know it's maybe not a lady thing, Uh, but you will see, like, you know, a good hit to the front of the face is not something you want to receive and is not cathartic in the slightest. And CT mm. is now a thing that we're aware of. So it's not its not a good outlet, a bare-knuckle boxing. No, it boxing never outlet. has
3: been. Fighting no, but, has but, never been the best But wrestling and for. silly
0: shit like that. But the idea of, like, um, two friends mm-hmm. getting something out and having a common tap, I'm done, thanks. There's no real winner here. It's all about us getting out these inner demons. You can see that being a bit of a spiritual movement. I, I, maybe not in women, but in men, because we are weirdly aggressive. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Uh I have some of that shit mm. too. I try and channel it in the right direction. By that I mean masturbation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there
2: you go. It's like yeah, get get a heavy bag, man. Yeah, do some just hit the heavy bag. Take I take some even I find that really cathartic. And I'm,
0: I'm not letting to you just, just
2: hit something as hard as I can.
0: Talking because like I, I am fascinated by the the, the feminine perspective on it because like mm-hmm. it doesn't address that I don't think at all. And and, no. and Marla I don't think represents Where? women, but like just like another no. weird distraction.
2: And, well, in yes. in some ways, the absence of women is, like, its own sort of thing worth talking right. about. It's like, is this really about men without women?
1: Mm-hmm. Is yeah. this
2: what happens when women aren't around, where uh, I think you we've seen don't yes. have women around? <laughs> <I think> yeah. <laughs> then the men decide that they've been feminized, even though there's nothing to feminize them. And then uh, they start beating the shit out of each what? other and blowing things up and being terrible. Sarah
0: mm-hmm. and I were, were talking over text, and you said something about, like, relevance, men feeling irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And, and to mm-hmm. me, it wasn't about relevance. And there is a line in there that we we told we were told we'd all be rock stars and can achieve everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it was more the not not the desire to be relevant, but the desire to not feel useless. And and something mm-hmm. something about the way the world was going at that point, you felt very bored and useless. And it and I feel that all the time. Uh, I'm experimenting mm-hmm. with magic med- yes. medication. We'll get. We'll I'll be able to figure all this out eventually.
3: I feel like though, yes and no, because I, I I'm. Sympathize. I cannot mm-hmm. empathize with the feeling of feeling bored and useless mm-hmm. because I've always mm-hmm. had the perspective that only boring people are bored. Mm-hmm. It you really mm. it is easy to get out of yourself. Mm-hmm. It is easy to make yourself feel like you're making a difference. All you have to do is make a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that hard. Mm. And the best way to this feeling that they're talking about feeling immortal, feeling powerful, like, you know, feeling like you're relevant, that people care about you and people count on you again. And, and you're taking your place back in society is to, I'm sorry. I said it again. I said it with American beauty, but go and actually do something for another person. Mm-hmm. That's my quibble yeah. with this is that it's so solipsistic. It's only about these guys and it's only about their feelings mm-hmm. and how they want to get out of their own feelings. And the, much easier better for society way to combat all those feelings mm-hmm. is to do an, something for someone else to volunteer your time and do something for someone
1: else yeah. that
3: makes you feel extremely powerful immortal you you've helped someone you've changed someone's life hopefully like well, I, it's I, not I, that hard I, I <laughs> and it it doesn't even have to be that
2: big put go go get some kitchen gloves and a trash bag and just walk down the street and pick up trash yeah
1: and I And, I think, and then when you're I'm,
2: done, you feel good. And you know I think part you the, of the, the reason the
0: unused uh, male perspective of all this. Mm-hmm. I think uh-huh. we're sort of taught that we can't just make a difference, a small difference. We have to make all the difference, be the guy who is uh-huh. credited for making the best difference ever in that's what this movie forgets about like
3: well and i think that the reason that women may not feel this as mm-hmm. much and i can't speak for all women but mm-hmm. i can tell you that Go for it. this was not a feeling that <laughs> a lot of my peers have felt that when we when we watched fight club we didn't feel ourselves really jazzed up by these sentiments mm-hmm. and part of the reason mm-hmm. is women are either by their own nature or by what they're forced to do are caregivers mm-hmm. and so we are always mm-hmm. Managing other people's thank you emotions. You're welcome, mm-hmm. and and just like mm-hmm. you know, taking care real, of other people. Yeah, I know. I do it a lot. It's a full time job, um, and and so we're already doing it. We're already you know relevant. Mm-hmm. So fucking do some of that. We're
0: finding relevance. In Don't the small blow things something you
3: do. up do something nice
0: I actually got to do something blow yes. something up there is a, but you know you not know, think about that when we talk about uh, certain aspects of politics there's a way for the status quo to maintain alive or never really change unless something drastic happens and these are minor acts of terrorism but they're also like harmless mm-hmm. acts of terrorism which just to me I, I still find intriguing i'm too old to go out there and blow anything up or, on on the basis of my morality
3: my biggest problem is all the food contamination that happened nobody (laughs) deserved that okay like that is not
2: okay actually you know i i in some ways i would support like yeah wipe out everyone's debt fuck credit cards but on the other hand another thing that we've learned in the past is after 2008 a lot of people got their houses foreclosed on where their the paperwork was all missing Mm -hmm. the bank just did it fucking anyway Mm -hmm. So, all this credit card debt that gets wiped out. Yeah. They might just do it
3: anyway. Do, do you think the credit card companies are going to be like, all right, you got us? I, okay. You got us you this got time.
2: I, I'm, not, I'm not fucking uh, around.
3: I'm not fucking
1: around. I have movie. it written
0: in my notes on the movie. It, it, I did want to look into cloud technology at the time because, like, mm-hmm. I worked in a couple, I got a, an award at the Department Ooh, of Business and Professional Regulation. Pipes burst in the basement, and we're destroying the records. The only records that were made of paper. And, like, without me going in there and swimming in and saving all the records, we wouldn't have records at the mm-hmm. Department of Business Professional Regulation. Hmm. So there was, there, there was, I think, in 1999, when you don't have knowledge <laughs> – sorry. When you don't have knowledge of, like, the fucking cloud, like, that could have been possible. Yeah. Not, not so much Maybe. now. And, and I, again, I don't, I don't agree so much to the point, but I, I know what it's like to feel like a listless – terrified man
1: mm. um, yeah and, and I
0: uh, yeah. to feel terrified all the time and sometimes you do feel terrified if you grow up in, especially in a small town of people who whose physicality mm-hmm. uh, and I'm coming out of high school where that's the scariest thing in the world to yeah. be beat up in public and I did like the mm-hmm. idea that Fight Club said like no get beat up in public
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's not the mm-hmm.
3: worst thing it's in the not world. the
0: worst thing in the world Yeah, and yeah. It,
3: can I talk about one point that you can confused talk about all me? The though I am not
0: done talking about this at all.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> the scene where Tyler Durden mm-hmm. drags the convenience store clerk out of his mm-hmm. out of the store and holds the gun to his head, mm-hmm. and he's basement
0: apartment like, set he gives letters instead of numbers, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And he's like, "Go back to veterinarian mm-hmm. school. I am going to come back and check on you." At that point, I was a little <laughs> bit like, "Wait a minute." He's like, "Okay, you get a job, mm-hmm. but everyone else." Anarchy. I, I just it didn't seem to jibe with the overall no,
2: <laughs> feeling. I no,
1: mean, there's a like
3: of... a convenience store job is not good enough for you, Tyler. Mm. Hmm. Someone's got to do it. I, I don't. On. I don't
0: know if that lesson for was that guy or Edward Norton. But then it's once you know the ending of the movie, like well,
3: that poor guy was collateral damage,
0: then, I guess. right? Right, <laughs> and I think that's maybe that's that's the part of the movie that like doesn't stand the test of time is the idea of all the collateral damage. Like, you don't wake yeah. people up from mm-hmm. you don't wake the sheeple up by destroying what they love,
3: Fucking meatloaf. Never, you yeah. lose meatloaf.
0: You haven't read meatloaf. Fight Club, two, so uh, <laughs> so no. spoiler for Fight Club 2 no one is no one is lost. Don't
2: say mean things about meatloaf. He'd do anything for love.
0: <laughs> His name Sir? is Robert Paulson. I'll His chant it all day long. His name
2: is Robert Paulson. You know what's so dumb is uh, the actress Sarah Paulson. For some <laughs> reason, I can never remember her name. <laughs> uh-huh. And somehow, thinking her, name, her is name is
0: Sarah Paulson. Sarah
2: Paulson. That's how I remember it. <laughs> Good.
0: That I works.
2: have to chant it.
0: But I, I so I,
2: dumb. Sarah Paulson's bitch tits. But
0: I would never cancel <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> I don't think I could call a woman's tits bitch tits in this day and no. age. I love Um, you, Sarah Paulson. um, Don't be mad at me. I I think the the general message of uh, anti-corporatocracy and a greater state of individualism, which they eventually abandon Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. film, um, and you make it – I think it's a good message. And I don't know, would you, would you take the film out of rotation because the people have interpreted poorly?
3: Mm. No, no, no. Hmm. I don't think no. we take it out of rotation no. at all. No, no, no. We, love, we never talk no. about things like that. But. I love this movie. Yeah. I, I started oh, out it, this segment saying say that, that and the, the, the I stand by it. The
0: movie is brilliant. It is gorgeous in every shot.
3: That's what I want to talk mm-hmm. about too. I love the way it looks.
0: It looks amazing. It looks so good. I think the movie is almost yeah. entirely shot at night. They're like two day shots And the with with the actors in them.
3: The set piece, the set dressings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the wardrobe is yeah, great spot and
0: on this, oh my god this soundtrack and
3: the score yeah dust
2: brothers right
0: the, the dust brothers soundtrack yeah i remember i scored once in uh, in college where my uh, my friend was a a cheerleader to man <laughs> and then the mascot mm-hmm. and like you guys should come out to stealing fat mm-hmm. like the opening Fight Club is it starts out kind of smooth and goes in that title mm-hmm. sequence that goes through the brain, which by the way was the opening sequence of, like 10 movies in 1999. Oh, yeah, moving <laughs> through the brain stem. Yep, uh, but I, I it's, it's thoroughly 90s music, it roots it in a time period, yep. but in mm-hmm. a good way because I. If you haven't heard a lot of Laser Time podcasts, like we love 80s movies, I think, because A, we were born there, and B, they wear their time period on their sleeves, whereas mm-hmm. every movie we see now wants to be timeless, yeah. so it doesn't make mm-hmm. much of an effort to be of its era, and Fight Club managed to do that in a really classy yeah enjoyable way that I can only compare to Home Alone (laughs) another another Fox now Disney film yeah Uh, like Fight Club Tyler Jordan Disney character
3: Disney princess (laughs)
0: princess. (laughs) Marla is a Disney princess (laughs) wonderful
3: yeah I mean I feel like we've said almost anything anyone could ever say about this movie but I I have to say I think we've covered a lot yeah I still love it I absolutely love this movie I I watch it. I would watch it again and again and again it yeah. just—it's a lot. It's—it's it's a lot to take in, and it's—I I would recommend watching it again if you haven't in a long time because mm-hmm. um, I think it's good. It's a great exercise to watch these movies with fresh eyes, yeah. with 2019 eyes, and and see how you might have changed yeah, how thing, your feelings might have changed. The
0: thing Sarah was not. giving me light shit for over text was like being a, a worthy timestamp of 1999 mm-hmm. doesn't make you relevant mm-hmm. in 2019, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, or your point timeless but it but it's it's crazy interesting and there are certain things i think about fight club that should be timeless the the examination of uh, of oneself and standing in the world like wanting to change the world mm-hmm. maybe not in the right mm-hmm. ways but like what other movies are there about that that come from fucking studios like yeah. and will we mm-hmm. ever get that again as they consolidate it, like yep. and that's and that's the behind the scenes stories like this was not a popular book mm-hmm. this was not a popular mm-hmm. uh screenplay, and this was not a popular movie. Mm-hmm. everyone from the top down fucking hated it and uh it got made because of basically david Fincher somehow finding it and uh and getting option and the book became incredibly popular after mm-hmm. that and is is pretty it's a it's a wonderful adaptation it really is like the things I remember that are not in the movie that are in the book mm-hmm. like Okay, it doesn't make you mad right. in the slide. I, I just I wish he would have met Tyler Jordan sculpting something in the sand that a certain time of day resembled a human hand rather than on a plane. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he meets him in the book. No big deal.
3: That's okay though. I mean, I, as I'm sure you've noticed, I read a lot of the books mm-hmm. of the movies that we watch, mm-hmm. and uh, the best adaptations are not always note for note adaptations. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I yep. think having a good movie adaptation means. Taking the best parts or the relevant parts or the most visual parts from a book and turning it into something no, I, coherent.
0: I, I actually thought in talking to you, I was I was going to have to defend this as a good movie, Mm-mm. and it's still it's still a, a great movie.
3: Oh, it's it, absolutely mm-hmm. a great movie. Yeah,
0: it, it, but it it has fallen into that category of like Punisher logos and and Red Pill stuff. That like, why did you taint the things I love, people mm-hmm. I don't like?
1: Because,
0: mm-hmm. but but uh, but unlike those things, there are I think there are greater. Philosophies to take from Fight Club that are not that fascism. Yeah, fascism's no good, <laughs> and uh, and I don't know. It's cited by all the wrong people, but I am not going to be the person who stands up to correct them. Um, maybe you will, but you know, it's just a fucking movie. Who cares? Uh, mm-hmm. You don't you don't have to treat it like that. But it's 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 really. I thought it was really important for, for my generation. I, d- I did. I think so. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I did, and I, I didn't. I don't want it to, to fall by the wayside because a, a couple of bad apples. Um, but mm-hmm. let us know what you think yeah. I'm fascinated to see how the discussion On the 20th anniversary comes out for Fight Club And the only thing I'll say yeah. about it The last thing I'll say about it Is that like it was an important cultural movie And we keep threatening to do that on laser time Things about reexamining culturally important movies so They hold up the least mm-hmm. Normally and I think mm. Fight Club holds up pretty well But when we get into this corporate consolidation Of all these people owning the same things Do we get another movie like Fight Club?
1: Mm.
0: I, I don't know yeah. I don't uh-huh. know. Especially yeah, when you but, need one. Well,
2: I mean, that's well. kind of why why it's just it's so interesting. I feel bad that none of us have seen Joker, I guess. Mm. Sarah, do you see Joker? No. I have an excuse. Yeah, so I none was of us... out of the country. No, I would have seen it immediately. Not. Okay. It's, yeah. Not for so me. So none of us I'd have gotten say. around. To see Joker, like, literally so much of what people are saying about Joker is the stuff, is, is the same stuff that's talked about in Fight Club that people say about Fight Club. The idea that it's, you know, it, it, that it's radicalizing the disenfranchised white men Man. and it's telling them that they're right and everything's okay or whatever. It's Oh, no, Somehow it's going to cause violence. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I think
0: that's, when we talk about movies, we talk about uh, escapism and some of us want answers. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and escapism like Fight Club Fight Club is escapism. It doesn't offer you any answers, and neither does Joker. So the idea of a depiction of a person mentally ill doing something super quixotic isn't an answer to our greater problems, but it is an escapism nope. for people who are curious about what those problems are yeah, and the some more we, people,
2: th- it, it'll it'll reach them. It's like that's yeah. how I feel. I feel isolated and alone and confused. It's like, yeah, but don't necessarily follow the same paths as characters that talk that way to you, you that sh- you feel that way about.
0: You shouldn't need because us to tell you to not movie. be Tyler Durden or the Joker. Mm-hmm. You don't want to yeah. do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to do. That. But
3: I mean, you do have to admit that Tyler Durden mm-hmm. is glorified in this movie. Yeah. He is, you know, very he's sexu- very sexualized. He's tough. He's a great fighter. He's got the yeah. body everyone not, wants. Not on my most.
0: He has received. all the
3: cool speeches
2: because
0: your your grounding yeah, character he's... is Edward Norton, who does not like Tyler.
2: Yeah, but um, he's also – this movie is basically being told to us by the world's least reliable right, yeah, narrator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until yeah, Mr. Robot. At the Robot, end of the day, yes. you got to remember that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And
2: that's why I think at the end you have to say, yes, this is a great movie because there's so much more to talk about. Like any movie that you can full-on argue about and everyone's actually right because mm-hmm. it's all actually in the movie there mm-hmm. – and how it can be interpreted? I just looked. Wikipedia has an entire page that's interpretations oh of God. Fight Club. Wow.
0: I, I think, he, yeah. Here's here's the, uh, the my my fucking final thesis. If Alien comes down tomorrow and watch Fight Club and be like, that David Fincher guy's a genius. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> and shout yeah. out to Jim Jules for the screenplay because uh, I don't know. Like I've been reading a lot about it lately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I, I really like this film, and yep, um, I encourage too. people who are inspired by it to rewatch it yeah. with Modern Nights. Yeah. I encourage people mm-hmm. who are not inspired by it to maybe skip it. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like American I think Beauty, it's an I, important watch. I don't know that it says something super important now. I don't know if it's worth worth risking getting what's import, What I still think is important for what's detrimental. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying.
3: Well, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, in contrast to American Beauty, it's a much more fun movie to watch. Oh. So at least there's that. <laughs> well, like sorry, you're right. Cause,
1: like, cause, you like, know, I even mean, at the
0: time, like the studio was like, this is going to be something super subversive. They didn't mm-hmm. expect it to bomb. They thought it would be controversial and it fucking wasn't. It wasn't controversial <laughs> in the slightest. And and both Palinuk and Venture and Pitt and Norton were like, this is sardonic and funny. That's what this movie is. And here we are. Like, and again, like, I don't really recommend Fight Club 2, but it, it literally, the last chapter is Chuck Palahniuk being screamed at by people with phrases from Fight Club tattooed on their bodies.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that feels true to life. <laughs> Whoa. So wait,
2: does this all go back to a different 99 movie we talked about, Breakfast of Champions?
1: And, oh, goodness.
0: Dwayne Whoa. Hubler.
1: <sighs>
0: to be the eyes and the ears of the center of the universe. Uh, that, yeah, watch that movie instead. Uh, <laughs> no Don't do that Oh wow Don't do that Okay let's move on I could talk about five We've talked about then. this a lot Yes uh, Let's keep going CBS movie Lethal Vows Starring John Ritter And Marg Is that a real girl's Marg name?
3: Marg Helben, Helbenberger yeah. Sexy Yep Yes She is actually A very beautiful <laughs> Try and sexualize a Marg Yeah Yeah this is a, a TV movie where John Ritter plays a bad guy. What? I
1: know. Oh, oh I'm no. in. Isn't it I'm
3: crazy? In. That's why I picked it out. I, I, I I'm
0: going to molest you. Is, I'm just going to do it right now. This is weird. Yeah.
3: No, it's it's about a woman who is his ex-wife who her suspicions are aroused because her ex-husband's new wife dies mysteriously of an illness, which she had had similar symptoms of before she divorced her husband. So oh.
0: murder. Mm-hmm. murder. 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 And on SNL, I, I have not seen this one. Heather Graham and uh, Mark, Mark Anthony host. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. And there's a little, I tried to find the clip so much and I could not find it. Unsurprisingly, but apparently Hans and Franz Yow. return, Yow. Um, and they do. It's a little behind the music sort of. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> sketch. And they had originally, I think, conceived of it and filmed it for when what was the anniversary? The twenty fifth anniversary that just happened mm-hmm. in ninety nine, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they just had to cut it for whatever reason Are for time. Kidding? So they put it in this one. Maybe instead. that's where
0: I, it might be on the DVD. That might be where it's. Yeah, saw it.
3: maybe. Yeah. Hmm.
0: And on uh, the fourteenth, ER Green eat with envy. Yep. Uh, Ayres, is that because that's the name of uh, Alan Alda's character? No, no? Doctor
3: Green, no. I think, is Anthony Edwards. Right? Okay. Never mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah, yeah. But guest starring Alan Alda as what I would feel like is the most calming doctor ever. So I pulled just a little clip because if this guy started talking to me in an emergency, <laughs> I would just. It would make the me feel so is, much better. you have
0: AIDS. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to save for retirement, and that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah,
3: apparently in this – Hawk, I know! In this episode – You know the
0: vacation you want to take? Do it. Just, just do it. It's going to be amazing.
3: <laughs> he's so casual. But yeah, in this episode, someone gets shot while in the hospital, <laughs> and he's oh, no. caring for this person.
1: CBC, Coags, I can cross before. Call the OR.
2: BP's 130 over 80, pulse 96. No visible GSW
1: to chest and abdomen.
0: What's up. See anything back there? Any blood?
1: Nothing on the back.
0: All right, check the extremities.
1: Where's the blood coming from? <laughs> Looks like he cut his hand. Did he even get shot?
0: No, he fainted.
3: Okay. Just the casual way that he says, "Where's the blood coming Where's from?" all that blood coming Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cool.
0: Getting all over my bagel. Yeah. I just
3: love Alan Alda. I always want to put him in everything.
0: Uh, oh my god. And on the 16th of the <sighs> amendment. No, I'm oh. sorry.
2: He has to go back to live in the swamp with Trapper John. And Frank Burns, this is not the Doctor Allday I remember.
0: <laughs> you remember me as Hawkeye from the Avengers. I'm a crack shot with a, oh my God, a, exactly.
3: I would love
2: that! I'm a
0: crack shot with an arrow.
3: <laughs> so. I would be into that. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is crazy. I, I remember this. Uh, mm-hmm. The Amanda show premiering.
3: Yeah, Amanda Bynes uh. is a sketch comedy show.
0: Who'd have thunk somebody, huh. the sketch comedy gods, looking at all that mm-hmm. and were like, Amanda Bynes, not Kenan Thompson. He'll never work in sketch again. Yeah. Uh, but it's Amanda Bynes, she gets her own show. And here is the promo. <laughs>
1: Again, and I'm wearing a stylish nest full of angry bees on my head to remind you to watch my new show. The Amanda Show, part of the all-new SNCC, starting October 16th. There's something funny about that girl. Oh,
0: she looks so much She's younger than She's such a remembered. baby. Oh, she
3: no. looks like such mm. a baby. But she it's went crazy.
0: the craziest.
3: Well, yeah. So this was had three mm. seasons, and then she went on to a movie career in the early to mid-aughts. And then, yeah, she just, like a lot of child stars, kind of went off the deep end. Mm. There was definitely some undiagnosed um, mental illness there, and mm. I think she famously... Had some crazy tweeting. She had a DUI. She got arrested. Cause she started a fire in someone's driveway. I it was rough.
0: Tons of things that are she way had worse Baker than all that. Baker acted. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, she she had a real rough go on it go of it. But I just actually looked you know looked How's her up again, and I think she's doing okay. Huh? She kind of has well, come back from it. She she said that she's been sober for the past four years, so I think she's doing okay. Well. It's just really it was really sad to see her kind of downfall. Um, under such a public eye. yeah, you
0: know? yeah the, the new, uh, so, like when social media was new. Yeah. She was one of the first like fucking.
3: To kind of unravel yeah. before our eyes in real time.
0: Yeah. Like there is a limit to what you should do on this platform. Maybe yeah. be careful. Uh, and oh, okay. This is great. This is and great. The 17th. I, and like, then... And I was reading it like begins. trades. And... I'm reading trades and shit. I didn't know this was going to be a show.
3: Uh, I don't think anyone knew it was going to be a show until they were like, "Let's make this a show." So this is uh, Larry David colon Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's so weird.
0: This is the comedy special. This is the Chris Rock bring the pain, the Dave Chappelle killing himself for Larry David. This is is. HBO saying, "Here's a one hour comedy thing from the guy who created Seinfeld." It
3: is and it isn't though. Like he's not. It's not. He's not up there with a mic doing standing up comedy. That's not
0: how they promoted it. It was promoted as like the 10 o'clock hour on a Saturday where all these stand-up specials premiere. You're going to get something from the creator of Seinfeld. Right. And it's called Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Mm -hmm. Cheryl Hines is not in it.
3: No, she is. Oh, she is. She is in it. That's what makes this so weird is that this is – it's a one-hour kind Mm -hmm. of TV movie that's supposed to be about his return to stand-up. And so it's showing some behind-the-scenes stuff. It's also showing some of his stand-up. And then he's – It's like a mockumentary,
0: yeah. And and And
3: so he has. And I don't love this. Cheryl Hines is in it, and Jeff Garland's in it, Mm -hmm. and you know when she films this. It's like
0: a pilot you should never see, right? Because this is not what the show became. And I remember seeing it; I I didn't love it.
3: But it is exactly what the show became. I mean, they're having conversations about why Jeff doesn't like gum. Um, You know, like (laughs) it's it's the same sort of thing. I remember the
0: spinning stage, and then the Seinfeld stage spins around. Yeah. uh, it's
3: super crazy. So I just pulled a little click to, clip to show you, like, this is Curb Your Enthusiasm. They are just like, mm-hmm. this is great. Let's just make this into a show. It's the most
0: inauspicious mm-hmm. pilot I, I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it, the series came so fast, but, like, I don't know how you see this and say make this a series because it's weird. Yeah. And it's not – Curb is always certain – Aspects of unpleasant, but this is yep. this is very strange.
3: But HBO is really going for it right yeah. now. HBO—they've got Sopranos. Mm-hmm. They're really feeling good about stuff. Why not try something oh. new and weird?
0: and Here's a little clip. I have a tendency to
1: nod to black people. What, what reason would you I, have? I, that? Don't, I don't know. I just find that I nod to them more so than white. I haven't
0: nod to white people. I've never heard of uh, white liberal nodding guilt
1: yeah it's, it's a way of kind of making contact yeah you, know, you know like i'm'm I'm, I'm okay I'm not one of the, the bad ones <laughs> okay.
3: so yeah they're just wa- the visual it starts out they're walking down a hall to a development meeting and uh, you know a black guy walks by them and he just they even just looks over and gives them like the little you know the one nod nod of greeting uh, the like mm-hmm. black people yeah and he I like to not to, to black people. If, I don't do that to white people. I think
0: if you think the curb your enthusiasm production values were low in the show, yeah. wait until you can hear the footsteps of every boom mic and camera operator yeah. in this fucking standard definition hallway. This shit is crazy. I actually don't like watching this. Oh, I of how, do. I like of how it. much I like the series. It's
3: just the same thing. I don't know what's not to like.
0: Uh, it's just so slow, and I, I, I think I, I bring myself back to originally watching it. It was way more cringe than I thought it was going to be.
3: Oh yeah, mm. I mean, and also over the seasons, career oh. enthusiasm has heightened. And for if sure. you were like me mm. in a non-internet world,
0: yeah. I didn't know who what Larry David looked like right until I saw the special. Yeah, did not. I, yeah. Newham is the voice of George Steinbrenner, the creator of Seinfeld. So,
3: real quick, how many television programs have we discussed on Thirty Twenty Ten that are present in in two different decades,
0: Survivor,
3: and still (sighs) on the air? Because technically, Um, it's 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 never been canceled. It's
0: talk shows, reality shows, and Curb is weird. Yeah, Curb is weird. Is
3: Curb the only Um, non-reality show, non-talk show? It turns out,
0: non-soap opera. No, no,
3: no. Law and Order: Uh SPU. Oh, right. Of
0: course. Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: And Law and & Order. Um, yeah, regular, regular Law & Order yep. uh, crosses decades. Um,
0: Gilmore uh, Ladies?
2: We, Not yet. No. No. no? Well, we're going to have the current record holder, I believe, come Christmas time. Mm. The longest show of all time. Non-talk show variety.
0: All right. Okay. The Simpsons?
3: Ah, you gave it away.
2: Oh, well, I, I thought it was. <laughs> I was expecting
0: something else. Another weird caveat. Yeah, right. Simpsons
3: will nope. be in all nope. three then, starting... Mm-hmm. This Christmas, wow, wow, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, in, uh, in the game this week, which I don't want to talk about for very long, because we're looking for another way to talk about games in a prolonged fashion, patreon.com slash Time for games that come out in these decades. Jet Force Gemini, an uh, 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 awesome game from Rare. You can get it on the Rare Replay Collection. And this is the best thing about it. You can play as a guy. You can play as a girl. What? Or... You can play as a dog with a laser on its back. Oh, and the three,
3: the three <laughs> genders: even, man, why woman, why laser dog. The option of anything besides laser dog.
2: Laser
0: dog, all the fucking way. Yes.
3: that's when you know. If God forbid, I ever have a child and we do a gender reveal party,
2: the thing <laughs> that gender pops is out is laser of, dog.
3: Yes, my the the gender will be laser dog. Laser dog.
0: <laughs> And um, well, we got to get out of 1999 because we still have 2009 to talk to. Oh. If you still like our oh, podcast, and
2: there's still a
3: lot of movies oh my there, God, so many. Oof.
0: So let's go out with I don't know. I feel like Donald James, and then mix in Stealing Fat because that's how it, blo- it, it. The song is meant to be interrupt other things.
3: That's true. <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: Let's
2: we'll see what I can do. I Maybe I'll do a little bit of one, a little bit
0: of another. I can whip yep. it up. Uh, all right, guys, stay right there because 2009 is uh, on the way.
1: What's up? And you know what I need? Say what, say what, say what? You know that about it, baby. Girl, you know what's up.
0: A lot of good things come with aging, but I can't lie, getting older can be a bit of a downer, he says while pointing finger down coyly. Oh yes, 40% of men by the age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Happens to a lot of us. I mean you, you it happens to a lot of you. Okay, look, I don't know why guys turn to weird solutions. Some of us don't have insurance. Some of us are too embarrassed to go to a doctor's office. Uh, but you don't have to. Thanks to Hims, and you can try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit by going to fourhims.com/ttt. Don't do what I did. Don't go consult a local witch doctor. It's so much easier now. You can trust science because thanks to science ED can be optional. And with Hims you can connect yourself to real licensed doctors and get FDA approved pharmaceutical products to treat ed no no these are not magic beans these are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions i can't say here but you know what they are agra i mean are again these are real medical solutions proven to work and it's so easy not only do you eliminate having to go to a doctor you don't have to endure any painful injections or anything like that you just go to the website answer a couple questions about your medical history and you can chat with a real doctor and they'll give you a confidential review if you're approved your product will be shipped directly to your door and that is simple and easy. And as always, I do love this coffee. It's erectile without the dysfunction. It's hard made easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so say hello to your little friend once again and try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to slash TTT. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash three t's prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate see website for full details and safety information and remember this could cost you hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy once again for your free visit go to for slash ttt
2: This is Internet and all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of October 11th through 17th... So many recommendations. Oh, gosh, where should I even start? I guess let's start uh, as far back as we go. By 80 years ago in 1939, one of the greatest years in film history, we have the release of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, one of those heartwarming movies that makes you feel like there's actually some good people in Washington. And if we just all tried a little harder to appeal to the better angels of their nature, then maybe they won't be corrupt jerks, I guess? I know, it's fiction, come on, man. It's still heartwarming, it makes you proud to be an American and shit like that. I might have to rewatch that soon. Anyway, so five years later, hitting 75 years ago this week, saw the release of two really good classic Hollywood-type movies, starting with Laura, directed by Otto Preminger, which is a good sort of noir mystery thing, or it's like, it's never quite sure what's going on, you know, kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's a noir, but it's not like a standard detective story with, like, shadows of Venetian blinds on everyone, but it's it's just, it's a good drama with a lot of mystery to it. And also To Have and Have Not, directed by Howard Hawks, which is the debut of Ms. Lauren Bacall, debuting, she's like 19, she's... So hot. And just, she's both hot and cool, man. And it's her pairing with Humphrey Bogart, and, like, the chemistry is immediate. And it's also, like, a fun story about, like, smuggling and trying to, you know, get out of this one-horse town in in the Caribbean? I, I forget where it is. William Faulkner is actually one of the credited screenwriters, which is okay. But it, it's a totally, it's a good date night movie, just because the sparks between them are instant. So... Out of the three, I feel like to have and have not is almost probably my recommend, just because it's the most fun. That, it's like, if you think classic Hollywood is, I don't know, it's kind of square, boring, Everyone sort of talking like this, and, oh, I don't know what you are doing here, Skippy! Whatever. That, (laughs) I don't know why Skippy, but, If you think it's just all, like, super overdone and just sort of boring and all that, just the the quick rapid-fire dialogue and, and... steamy chemistry between the two. I think you'll really like to have and have not. So that's going to be where I recommend for the week. And that's it. Stay classic.
0: Coming in with three because it's number one,
1: huh? What? Britney Spears, eh? baby.
0: Britney Spears, three is number one on the charts this week. Welcome to 2009, October 11th to the 17th. Hi. Other uh, music out this week: uh, "In the Light of uh, In the Light and On" this evening by the editors. DNA by Mario. It's a hymn. Uh, sorry for partying. Uh, by Polling for Soup. Out of Ashes, the only album uh, by Dead Dead by Sunrise. Slice by Five for Fighting. Embryonic by The Flaming Lips and the Christmas album by Sugarland and David Archuleta. Did I say that? Yep.
3: I think. Okay. What is he? American
2: yeah. Idol person? Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: I, I, yeah. I we're,
2: we're hitting the Christmas albums right now. I think every mm. week
3: from here on out. I have to admit, I will listen to any Christmas album.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Almost
3: no. any mm. Christmas album. No, I
0: listen to only standards, and you have to you have to be around a while. To I my pretty playlist. much
3: love them all.
0: Mm-hmm. Not nope. at all. The most recent one nope. I have, I think, is South Park from, like, Ew. 1999. <laughs> and Mariah Carey's "Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is the most recent standard I consider standard. Yep. I agree. Uh, and welcome to 2009. We have some a little bit of news. Uh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the full sentence. Luckiest man alive, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Arend, marries Christina Hendricks on the yes. 11th. Uh, a guy I don't even know yeah. who he looks like.
3: Yeah, you do. He's oh, in... yeah, you do. Yeah. Look okay. him up. He's uh, in all the Broken Lizard stuff, right? Yep.
2: What? The berries taste like snozzberries.
0: That's right. That guy is married to, like, I think, I don't I think the new version of Beauty uh, after, after yeah. oh, Christina yeah. Hendricks. He's a new...
3: weird bug-eyed little guy. She's the new old version of Beauty.
0: Um, She's basically yeah.
3: Marilyn Monroe.
0: Yes. I love you, yeah. Saffron. That is a Firefly reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. and,
2: and she's married. It just goes to show, you know, women do like guys that can make them laugh. Because uh, he's true. a weird-looking little guy. <laughs> huh?
0: You guys have laughed at me a lot, and uh, yeah, I go to bed alone. I don't. I don't We're understand. married. <laughs> Trying to impress you. Yeah. Where? What about all your friends? Where are your friends at? Introduce me to somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and you out there. On the, on the podcast world Introduce your friends to me
1: You No
0: interest Your friends They're, they're the ones I want Sure Otherwise, otherwise People be who have not
3: heard your podcast <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I had to explain it to two women on Bumble today Please don't judge me It's not like being in a band uh, It's uh, worse It's worse I actually have more gigs
3: <laughs> And you can't uh, come to any of them Yeah And I'll make less <laughs> and, and, and you don't get free drinks And no residuals
0: <laughs> And no one recognizes me And all right 2009 movie Movies. There are so many, and we're going to breeze through a lot, so do not yep. get angry with us. Night of the Demons. Is this a remake? Uh, Shannon yep. Elizabeth and Edward Furlong. Oh, my goodness. Yep. I cannot wait to see him again in the new Terminator. Janky Promoters with Ice Cube, Mike Epps, and Young Jeezy,
1: mm. which
0: I think marks the only time in history the word janky is used in a fucking film yeah. title, which I love. <laughs>
3: I'm into that.
0: Uh, Triangle. Melissa George. And a bunch of other people I haven't heard of. Oh, uh,
2: Australian Australian people are are show up on a boat and it looks like someone's killing them. Oh no. Ew. Um,
0: the remake of The Stepfather without Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, yep. so fuck it. So fuck <laughs> it. <Terry laughs> or
2: boss.
0: Uh The Ministers. Huh? Harvey Keitel um, and John Leguizamo in a movie called The Ministers. Now I'm curious.
2: Yeah, stop no, it me. sounds like it's about uh, corruption with something and it, got, it like barely got a release. Mm.
0: New York, I love you. Is that a is that a woodsy joint.
2: No, it's Paris no.
0: Oh, what? Yeah. Just in New York. Okay, got it. So yeah. with a bunch of different so, directors,
2: a whole bunch of different directors, and a fuck ton of actors, and I'll tell little stories about New York and stuff. It's yeah. never been done, <laughs> yeah.
0: Except for New York. It's stories. like New York is its, its like own New York character. Is a character. <laughs> wow. wow.
3: That's the second time we've spoken in unison today. I just have to say, our our cycles are syncing up right now.
0: Fucking cynicism cycles are syncing up. Um, White Ribbon uh, is a movie that's Uh, also White
2: Ribbon. Uh, That is a Michael Hanneke joint. Uh, It won the Palme d'Or. It's about a small German town right before World War I. And there is a tough minister. I guess there's a theme there. And everyone is very religious, and bad things happen. And oh. it's Michael Haneke, so it's going to be like super depressing, and I'm not going to want to yeah. ever watch it have again. You, have
0: you ever loved a director who shit like, oh, I'll never watch that? Like, yeah. Michael Haneke it's like, for that me. was yeah.
2: great. Um... Let's bury it in concrete and never
0: speak of this. <laughs> right. Maybe Lars von Trier, like, you are so yeah. talented, and Ooh. I can't watch anything you make.
1: Yeah,
0: agreed. Uh, and uh, Law Abiding Citizen, a Gerard Butler movie.
3: <sighs> oh, no. So this. This movie. I kept threatening Sam movie. that we're going to watch this and Seems we just like... never got around to it. Sam, lo- Sam
0: loves the fucking in the cracks dog shit like this. So <laughs> like, we both
3: really <laughs> enjoy watching international thrillers <laughs> and like these sort of, I don't even know how to describe these kinds of movies that are like almost thrillers, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, gu- I guess thrillers.
2: it's a thriller but it's it's one of those thrillers where it's like there's a big complicated plan and it's like it's so implausible. It doesn't make any damn sense. And then it's like, as you're
3: watching it, you're like, Ooh, good twists and turns. And then like three minutes later, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I kept threatening to put this on, ran out of time, but mainly I didn't push it too hard because Gerard Butler, yes. I just can't with him. There
0: are better vehicles mm. for Cole Meany yeah. out there. Um, yeah. and, and, and Michael Gambon, a coast-to-coast 30 20 center this week. <laughs> um,
3: Reprising his role. <laughs> the cook, the
2: thief, his wife, and Gerard Butler.
1: <laughs> the
2: butler. <laughs>
0: In a movie I uh, want to talk about briefly because um, yes. I I don't remember being this hurt by a movie but mad at no one because it's nobody's fault. Mm. And mm. It, uh, even though Terry Gilliam I continues was, to become...
3: This is a Terry Gilliam joint, right? It, it is. Yes. But, oh, yes. But it
0: looked like his he was kind of like on an upswing. And this movie, there's parts of it that are just really fun and glorious. Mm. And... Instead, it's very jarring and a constant reminder of what we lost. Mm. And yeah. and you can't not think about it when watching the movie. And I don't know of anything else I can think of like that. And I wish they uh, sort of like wish...
2: The Crow, maybe?
0: Yeah, except <laughs> that The Crow reinserts Brandon Lee into yeah. the shots he wasn't alive to make. And in this, mm-hmm. The Imaginary Movement, Dr. Parnassus, if you don't remember that story, Heath Ledger died, uh, having just completed, I think, just The Dark Knight, right? He didn't have any other posthumous films.
2: No, nope, this is it.
0: And uh, And... It's about a, tra- a something I love, a traveling sideshow of freaks and circus people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and to f- complete the movie, Terry Gilliam and Heath Ledger's friends decided to complete the film in dream sequences that will feature Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp, and Jude Law playing Heath Ledger's character mm. in no makeup, mm-hmm. just as themselves as the same character. And it completely doesn't work. Mm. It, it, it totally doesn't work I, at all. It's... The-
2: it's jarring. I appreciate them doing that right. instead of something else completely. I mean, no no body doubles shot from far away no. I mean, and people are wearing masks all through this movie, so like there's probably a way you could get away with it. Right. and I, I appreciate because it's about like going into your dreams and fantasies and stuff like that that you can make him now be a different person. and it's like, okay.
0: I, I think it's something um, on on 100% paper. I one hundred percent
2: think it works, but it's it's a lot better than the other options. They probably yeah. Thought yeah they didn't ma soprano
3: him.
0: <laughs> yeah. You want the soup ma? Yeah.
1: Oh, this music!
3: <laughs> I didn't even say that. <laughs> yeah, what are you it, about?
2: Exactly. They didn't trail the Pink Panther either. There's no like weird outtakes and, that and they use and stuff. And yeah. that's what,
0: like to me, this is the end of Terry Gilliam because mm. it's like mm. he's a cursed man. <laughs> uh, he had, he had a money and he had money and he had a studio behind him and
3: was this his last film?
0: No, but it's like no. it's it, it was the one with the biggest budget,
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the biggest studio, mm-hmm. and it got fucked again. His lead died before he could finish the film. This is not the first time this has happened to him.
2: Nope. And- <laughs> what? What was the other time it
0: happened? Uh, the Man from La Mancha. Oh, uh, there's yeah. a whole documentary about right. the unmaking of his fucking film,
2: mm-hmm. and which, which somehow is done, and like some people have seen it, mm-hmm. and then the, now it's tied up in stuff, and maybe we'll get to see it.
0: No, no, it's it's being released. Amazon has. has oh, come to they the table finally for it. fixed really? I think, okay. I, dude, I think it's on Prime right now, and no one gives a fuck.
3: It's uh, that's so bizarre. a movie twenty
0: years in the making, uh, and
3: yeah, that's and, that whole story of that. Is crazy, but yeah.
0: He, and I can only remember was it Colin Farrell? Like the end of the movie is just Colin Farrell, a person we've never right. met, ending the film for us, and mm-hmm. like it, it just doesn't yeah. work. But they're trying. It's 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 friends of Heath Ledger and Terry Gilliam trying to finish the film that Heath Ledger couldn't, mm-hmm. and it's it's depressing. And and and, and I in if we were going to talk further about it, which we won't. I remember when I did back then. It's also not good. <laughs> it's also not great. But you don't know what it could have been. Mm were the actor there to to the lead there to finish the role.
2: I yeah. I think it's, I feel like it's worth a watch. Mostly I love Christopher Plummer in it mm-hmm. in particular. I think oh, he's my... great. And yeah. Tom, Tom waits as Satan is hard to disagree with. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's an interesting idea. And it's, you know, with this traveling circus where you can like go into dreams mm-hmm. as run by Dr. Parnassus who made this deal with the devil. And they're like constantly him and the devil are basically trying to get souls to like, choose to do the harder but right thing in their dreams hmm. Hmm. and then they like run into heath ledger and they change up the circus and it's it's weird but it's also gilliam weird which mm-hmm. is good weird for me
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so yeah it's like a very light recommend I, i've
0: never had a movie break my heart like this i could never watch it again never
3: i mm. i started it and i I've talked before about Terry Gilliam and how he stresses you out. He stresses me out so much. (laughs) And it was like, you know, the night that I started this, I was like, I just can't with him right now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I do want to eventually see it because the elements are there that I like. And I do love this fantastical idea. And if you like this kind of movie and you like these kinds of themes, I highly recommend you reading Geek Love, which I talked about, I think, last year, right. and also The Night Circus, which is a more recent book, but it's also kind of the, some of the same ideas, and they are both phenomenal, and it reminds me a lot of those novels, so if you're into that sort of thing. But yeah, I, it, it, he he stresses me out. <laughs> I can't.
0: Well, I, I know a movie I rented and never watched. Uh, one of the last DVDs I rented from a real store mm. man, 10 mm. years ago, An Education. hmm mm-hmm. Yes. I know you love this movie, Dime.
2: I love this movie. Yeah, it's great. This movie I was not expecting to like because it's sort of a coming-of-age story and also sort of a romance. And I wasn't really sure what I was getting into, but it like got tons of awards recognition. So I was like, okay, well, let's go see it. And I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan stars, and she's like a schoolgirl who falls for Peter Skarsgard, who's well, kind of a con man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she feels grown up and special and they're ta- exciting and it's fun and stuff. And her dad, Alfred Molina, doesn't understand this. And Molina got fucking robbed at the Oscars. Yeah, he's so great. He is amazing in this, he's and really it's, it f- feels so, you know, random. Like we never get to see him kind of as himself like, using his real accent, because he's Mm -hmm, British, mm y'all. Yeah. And he is so good and just so heartbreaking as this dad that just, like, he he wants the best for his daughter. He's encouraging her, but he knows it's like, the more I criticize your boyfriend, the more you're going to want to spend time with him
3: Mm. kind of thing. he also gets manipulated by Peter Sarsgaard's character, too, and he falls under his spell as well, Mm. which is very – it was very interesting to watch because you – He's a very protective parent and, you know, kind of a helicopter parent in a lot of ways. Um, what year was this set? Like late 50s, eight?
2: early 60s? Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and so he, but then to Peter Sarsgaard just comes into their lives and charms the parents and talks them mm-hmm. into letting him take their 16 year old daughter. For weekend trips away, it's that's just not done. Yeah, it's just crazy to kind of see <laughs> the spell, <laughs> the spell that mm. he cast over this whole family, and I just think I love Rosamund Pike in it. Mm. She mm. plays about
0: anything other than uh, Gone Girl. Like I've never seen her in anything. She's else.
3: also in the Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher. I've not girl. seen it. Along with Verna <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But anyways, you'll run through a gauntlet, or I'll make a bomb go off. I just love that
3: he's in Jack Reacher. I like screamed in the movie theater when I saw it. I was like, "Ah!" anyways,
1: much better scream.
3: Thank you. Um, But yeah, Rosamund Pike is so good in it because she plays one of Peter Sarsgaard's friends, and she's such a ding dong. She's just like (laughs) dim, but she's such a good girlfriend, and she just wants to like take Carrie Mulligan under her wing and show her how to do her hair and everything. It's just yeah, she's really
2: glamorous. She is. She seems like oh man, like making it's. like you feel like the cool kid because you know you're getting to hang out with these really glamorous older people and oh they think that you're special and this is what i want i don't want to go to school and be boring Eh, that's Mm -hmm. what i used to want now i want to do this fun stuff and then just start to realize oh he sucks he's that first bad relationship
3: that everybody has Mm -hmm. but on like a bigger scale well yeah he's preying on a child (laughs) So. yeah it's just not but good. i
2: do love one of his schemes though I, I love his preying on the racism of old british people scheme that's true Ooh. that's that's pretty funny. good where he like rents an apartment for a black family and then waits for the neighbors to want to move and then gets their apartment at a steal hmm.
0: Ooh, and, uh, a i'm on
2: mo- board with that mm-hmm.
0: a movie i could not be more excited to talk about very briefly
2: but then yeah i the- think in education especially for women i think they'll Ooh. it'll it'll, it'll it might give them the feels. Okay. Yeah. It's a movie I know it gives you the feels. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I remember renting it wasn't my choice. Uh well, it's our well, next yes. Film. Yes, because yeah. like um let's be clear, one of the funniest movies in the universe is The Naked Gun. Sure. It yes. just is. Yeah. The yeah. raw parody the raw parody genre, it should have been done better, but sadly it was mostly the suckers and the Abrams. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know why, but the, but if they're not parodying some super old genre like like the airport movies mm-hmm. or police procedurals. It's not funny. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at you, mafia and shit. The mm. loaded weapon, which I love but acknowledge is bad. I love at this point in, in, uh, in the world of film, we're getting parodies of sub-sub genres. Mm-hmm. And mm. think of Wet Hot American Summer, a parody yes. of yes. the summer camp film, which yep. is like even if you're a fan of movies, you might have seen three of these. And it's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me and especially like uh like Sarah's Sarah's husband Sam, we grew up idolizing Rudy Ray Moore and uh Richard Roundtree <laughs> and 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 the Black Spalay especially. Rudy. This movie is especially a parody of Dolomite, which has a yeah. movie coming out and I mm-hmm. couldn't be more excited about. it.
2: I'm so excited. Could oh. you play some of the trailer before we we even fully say the title?
0: Uh yo, yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> Cuz the trailer is so good. Uh, Wait, the trailer for, for this 2009, yeah. Ah, yes, that.
1: Fists of fury. A will of iron. This is private. How'd you get in here?
0: I walked in.
1: 12 (laughs) inches. Oh, black dynamite. You're so righteous. Of
0: cold. Can you dig it? Hard.
1: I said, can you dig it? I think so. Steel. (laughs) Black dynamite. Once you go black, uh, let me guess—you one of these Tom Slick brothers thinking you can get by on get a, a smile?
0: You ain't never going back.
1: What about the smile? I am smiling.
0: Black dynamite, rated R. I, I don't know if this is for everybody, mm.
1: <laughs> but but
0: like, I, there's some Mad TV people in the movie. And I remember one of Mad TV's most famous sketch was just like Dolomite, like mm. making fun of Dolomite. And like, if you've never seen the original Dolomite, it's it's perfect. It's beautiful. It's this terrible movie made by a group of friends <laughs> over the period of several years that is somewhat inept, but mm-hmm. like filled with heart and yeah. funny. And 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 Black Dynamite is this parody of low budget black exploitation movies in two thousand nine. Michael Jai uh, White, who played mm-hmm. Spawn and Mike Tyson, and mm-hmm. he was in The Dark Knight. Enough mm-hmm. with the clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, but he he shepherded all of this, so he also is like mm. a martial arts person and like works out and like does his stunt scenes but it's the funniest thing i am in awe of what he's done
2: because he plays it so straight he plays it
0: but he's like the writer and the producer emotion he Mm -hmm. loves the fact that
2: he's just standing there scowling and he's like i wonder what you'd look like smiling I am smiling. Yeah,
1: so
0: good. You better shut up, Felicia. <laughs> I know that was you. You, better, like, it's it's so fucking funny. And but there, it, but there are little specific things towards all. Of, we did a laser time episode this year about black exploitation, which I thoroughly recommend you yep. follow up on. Maybe even subscribe good. to Amazon's Brown Sugar, which is an Amazon oh, yeah. channel. It has all these out of print black exploitation movies. But a, a parody of black exploitation. Uh, uh, a seemingly small era in film—five years—is is what I can yeah. reduce it down to. Oof. This movie is mm-hmm. so fucking funny and is a great parody of uh, hyper-violent, toxically masculine, very seventies <laughs> black exploitation films, and mm-hmm. and just like a very pretty buff leading man, Michael. J- he did the whole. He's responsible for all this. He raised the money for the second mm-hmm. one too. Yeah. And and I'm in, I'm in awe of him. Just want to like bow to him because nobody would ever want to make this movie. Other than like me and Sam mm-hmm. and the yeah. the biggest buffest black man in the world and mm-hmm. like the, yeah <laughs> it, make, well, it makes it makes me so happy
2: like in some ways it feels like oh well, hasn't this been done we we've, we've talked about I'm gonna get you sucker uh-huh. like, almost
0: it is has like, almost hasn't been this done.
2: been hasn't this been done is like no black dynamite finds different things to mine out of this it. so right I mean I'm gonna get you sucker does not end with any of the main characters beating up Nixon and stealing his wife.
0: So. <laughs> I'm going to get you sucker. And uh, Hollywood shuffle are like, they're sending up these categories while also deconstructing them and making modern uh, criticisms of them. This does yeah. none of that. It is wall to wall. It's fun.
2: just kind of a black exploitation movie. Just it's 2009 now, mm-hmm. but it they're is- making it like it's the 70s and the boom mic shows up and yes. things fall over sometimes. But
0: black dynamite? I sell drugs to the community. Like like, <laughs> like it's it's so it's so much fucking fun. And if you haven't yes. seen it we have a commentary for it where we'll walk you through the whole movie. patreon.com/laser time or what is it bandcamp uh, laser com. You can get it a la carte there if you don't want to support your favorite podcast network again. Free right, 302010 stuff, child's play. Uh, elm Street nightmare bonus time iceland all this stuff yeah. and mm-hmm. black
1: dynamite but I
2: oh man yeah but with dolomite is my name coming out mm. I think it's the perfect time if you haven't seen this or you haven't seen it in ten years definitely watch black dynamite
1: that
0: that's it's so fun i, I yeah i, I it's I feel like sometimes that my name is Dolomite is the only reason I'm still alive. I've lived to this moment. I I cannot – that last moment of him saying to Wesley Snipes, who's playing the director of Dolomite, Eddie Murphy? Did we get it? And he just smiles at the camera and it cuts off like I love – Sorry, yes. Uh, the guys who made Ed Wood <laughs> are making a movie. My favorite exploitation movie. I know. Uh, thank you, Diane. What a time you know. to be alive. I know. Yeah. It, it, Nothing
3: it's, could be made more for you. It's very rare some, you honest. feel like
0: something's made just for you. Yeah. And, and, and and talking yeah. to T.L. And, and and Sam and some other people out there like, oh, there are people. Black Dynamite. It had a show. It's mm-hmm. one of those. One of yeah. the weirdest movies to ever get its own TV show. Uh, and with, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. And it has most of the original cast in it. Uh, and yeah. here's a movie... I have a weird relationship with uh, that <laughs> is probably, I think one of the most profitable movies we've ever talked about this side of Crocodile uh, Dundee. Yeah.
2: I believe this is the most profitable movie mm-hmm. ever outside of porn.
0: Yeah, let's see if you can get it from this
1: clip. Hi, deaf camera. On my girlfriend Katie, she thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're gonna have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Doesn't lock doors. Lock alarm the on. I'm hearing a no weird sound. Something's here. I feel it breathing on
0: me. Sarah covered her face. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> we are we are ten years out of uh, paranormal activity.
2: We Oof. we are, and it's, it's so it's mm-hmm. so fun. That I I didn't realize that. In the same year, we'd get to talk about Paranormal Activity, and then ten and years Witch. before that was Blair Witch, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. it's basically the same story. Yeah. So this movie was made for fifteen grand. Wow! Wow. And it made one hundred and ninety-three million dollars <laughs> just the first one.
3: Wow! Oh my god, that's amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, and 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 it's five movies strong, I believe. Uh, five I mean, sequels. Five sequels.
2: And there's another one coming.
0: Yeah, and I, I've always wanted to uh, see this movie. <laughs> I had that dumb story at the dawn of Netflix. People are talking about paranormal activity, and I'm like – and after like two months, I'm like, uh, I watched it. I, I didn't like that long rape scene at the end. And my friends are like, what are you – what are you, and I'm, I'm, it's just like a, like a half-hour conversation. Like, uh-huh. what, you, what movie are you talking about? And I had to go look, and I got fucking dadded. Into the <laughs> asylum version, I watched. No. I watched Paranormal Entity, which
1: oh, you, no. you can
0: notice because the cover of the movie is the rape scene that I found very uncomfortable, which is the end of <laughs> oh the film. God. But it ripped off this because this movie's easy to rip off. Sure, because it, yeah. it's it's fifteen grand, mm-hmm. and uh, but it it,
2: yeah. it, it's, it looks like found footage. It's you just set up a camera.
0: And I watched the wrong one. I watched the wrong one. And for months, I thought I'd seen Paranormal Activity. Wow. And I have a weird, really weird relationship <laughs> with it ever since. And, oh, man. And then it gets absolutely wonderful. I believe yeah, but, Sarah and well, I. Before, oh, sorry. before we get
2: to that, I just want to say one thing Paranormal Activity does so well. Mm-hmm. I want to see more independent movies do well, like super hyper making your own movie. Let's put on a show independent movies. Mm-hmm. Is they know how to frame things so that there's extra space and you're waiting for something to show up in that extra space. Yes. That's, yeah, so, this whole movie should just be called Framing. It should, it should be called <laughs>
0: Negative Space the Movie. Yeah. What, yes. What's about to happen here? Uh, yeah. And, and you
2: think, oh, they can't keep doing that. And I, I saw the second one. Or I saw a big chunk of the second one. It's like, well, they found a way to do that with just slowly rotating cameras. Mm. And how eerie that is because there's empty space, and then it comes back. There's not empty space anymore.
0: <laughs> And I love the in yep. the, the, the the main movie that's number one of the box office this week. Uh, Sarah proposed a, a topic for Laser Time, our sister show, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. about our favorite movie trailers ever. And Ooh. I was like, I don't know if that'll work. And then like we start recording, like we both pick the same movie. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> cause the movie's long, but I do think yes. it's gorgeous and a great adaptation. But the trailer is one of my, it's one of my favorite movie trailers of all same. time. Um, Look at me, I'm big Uh, (laughs) It is Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Catherine Catherine O'Hara James Gandolfini, Catherine Keener Forrest Whitaker, Paul Dano And one of the greatest kid names of all time Max Records, where the wild (laughs) things are
1: This is all yours You're the owner of this world Except that hole over there, that's Iris I'm Ara I put the holes in the trees You don't really need to know me kind of a downer Oh, he just wants attention. Don't give him the satisfaction. What? <laughs> funny looking. Well, this is our family. We all sleep together in a real
3: pot. We're the wild things. Are rated PGs.
0: I, f- I feel like society has failed us because
3: that's not the trailer we were talking.
0: I, no, about. No, no, it's all the, the arcade Let me just say, on.
3: yeah, this
2: is not the one. Uh Yeah, that's you know, I wanted to pull something from like the theatrical trailer or ads that were like that, and because it's. It's too visual, yeah. Well, I so mean, I found the one with the most talking in it. I, no, that's I, good. Given, I rewatched the whole theatrical trailer again. It was like, oh, I know. I, I've beautiful. given
0: light criticism to adaptations of like Doctor Seuss and mm-hmm. stuff like that for being two-hour movies of a sixteen-page story. But because they have to expand on the plot, they I feel they fail to capture the spirit of the original novel. And I don't feel that yep. way about Spike Jones, where the wild things are. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. feel like it's it's. A spirit, a spiritual successor to the book, and something that that people have wanted to adapt for years. Yeah, and the sendaks have just been like, nah, nah. I don't think you, I don't think you have what it takes. And Spike Jones had some interest. It's really, really weird looking. And mm-hmm. If there was any justice in the universe, this would be on TV all the time, and people would be rediscovering it, and we would be talking about it as this unbelievable weird classic that it is. Mm-hmm. It's fucking really good. Yeah this movie.
3: But it is weird.
0: It is super weird. weird.
3: (laughs) I definitely, I need to do a rewatch on it because I remember, I think I hyped myself up too much for it and so, like, nothing would have come up to my expectations, especially after the trailer, Mm -hmm. which made me cry. But, um, looking back at the trailer now that you just played and like all the voices and everything, yeah, it's great. Like, I...
0: The voices, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about the voices because I don't know how that was decided on. Yeah. Why do you get the Mm -hmm. most but it works because they get the most adult voices.
1: Mm-hmm. They get yes. Forrest
0: Whitaker. People like Forrest Whitaker and, and Catherine, Catherine, Catherine yeah. O'Hara yeah. and uh, uh, James Gandolfini.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And part of what you do... When you read the book, it, it's this thing about this misbehaving kid who realizes how much he's annoying everybody through going to this fantasy world. But this takes two hours. So every one of these giant, well-animated monsters speaks in the tone of a child. Mm-hmm. And it's all very surreal. And I, yes, I've watched this high, and you should too.
3: But it's not <laughs> uh, condescending.
0: No, Which never. is no. great. Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, I, oh, I was yeah. terrified that this was going to be wacky smackety ruining <laughs> literally, <laughs> Whackety, like, my favorite do. book of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> like,
2: easily one of my top five favorite books of all time yeah
0: yeah Ma- Maurice Sendak has was notoriously fickle about like prickly. having this a- adapted and and his he was wife
2: very prickly his yes. wife
0: remained that way for a decade and no. still stands by this movie
3: he's gay
2: oh he's is I,
0: wife. I thought he I thought it was, well whoever it was holding his estate yeah I thought so. it was his wife um, um, he might have
2: had and might have had a previous wife oh mm. potentially, yes actually
0: and, and they're all big fans of this yeah and and I am too and you should you should see this, and I, I, I and I
3: absolutely mm. recommend watching with this the documentary on Marie Sendek. Mm. It's called uh, mm. "Tell Them Anything You Want: A Portrait of Marie Sendek," and it's mm. directed by Spike Jones. Oh, and it's I great. I this. watched it. It came out in two thousand nine. It's huh. only like an hour long, or maybe a little bit Holy less. Holy shit!
0: You know what? I remember after before being John Malkovich, his first, Spike Jones' first movie was supposed to be Harold and the Purple Crown.
3: Mm. Okay, so wow. they've
0: been talking for a long time.
3: Yeah. Well, huh. he obviously is a fan. It was a television documentary. It didn't come out in theaters. Sure. But I definitely remember watching it and loving it and just falling in love with Marie Sendak. Yeah. I didn't really know much about him until mm-hmm. I just knew that I loved... He's
0: an NPR staple. He was. In the, yeah.
3: In... He did... Um, the, I loved The Night Kitchen. <laughs> the only kids book that I've ever seen that has a tiny penis in it. <laughs> um, Gotta read I lo- those
0: David the Gnome books. They're weird. Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, I just, I love him. And so watching this documentary, it just made me love him even more because he's just such a prickly pear, but in such yeah, a great way. He's and crabby. He's, he is, and he's, but he's a firm believer in not talking down to children and not condescending to them and, and talking about real things and being a real person. Hey, what do you
0: Excellent. think we break stuff for like an hour? Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And like, I, I love, yeah. I love the way that the, the monsters talk to this kid because you don't have a lot to impose in this universe, and I think a lot of people's problem was it looked weird,
1: mm-hmm. but like. Mm-hmm.
0: You have to remember the book looked weird. Yeah, and this environment looks like no other environment in the universe, oh. even though it's clearly like upstate Maine. I or some love
3: shit. the color palette. Yeah. I just want to live inside all these like muted grays, basically. Like <laughs>
0: it's, it's every time I see it, I find it genuinely striking and strange, mm-hmm. and, and I can't say mm-hmm. that about movies I've watched. And I don't watch this over and over again, but I, I think we should. And I think, I, I, I hey, person out there who has a better movie show that's more popular get this in circulation again. Mm-hmm. Uh, where yeah. the Wild Things Are is, is an underrated fucking beauty of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was number yeah. one at the box office and we never talk about it. I'm sorry. I'm mad because I feel like, you know, I grew up with this book. I went to a preschool with those characters painted on the wall. I helped paint uh, the characters on the wall for like one of my friend's daughters. And I feel like the movie was the end of that journey because mm-hmm. Maurice-, Maurice Sendak was dead mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And um we don't talk about that. I don't hear this, this talked about anymore because the the last thing we wanted was a movie and we got it, but it is great. It's it's, actually maybe perfect. Right. And and, and, it's
2: really good. And I was so surprised. I mean, this is, this is a movie that it gets the emotions of childhood. So right. Even before it becomes fantastical and stuff of just the, like, just getting like so confused and frustrated. Like, prodding someone and prodding someone and prodding someone and when they get mad like you knew they were gonna get mad but you're just so shocked by it that you just start breaking down crying of just like i don't know what i've just done yeah i don't understand i i don't have a way to express what i'm feeling so like all your emotions just break all over the place And, Mm and and then that sort of continues on into sort of the fantasy stuff of you know good things happen bad things happen and and it's just sort of like ah
0: yeah, it might be overly Constantly long. Constantly
2: trying to like the, the trying to have big emotions, but also trying to express them, mm-hmm. yeah. like in a way that others can understand.
0: It's a really good kids movie, and everyone I knew who t- was yeah. disappointed by this was over twenty. Mm-hmm. And so, mm. so I, I wish this was played for more kids.
3: Uh, Yeah, I wish I had it when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. I mean, I just had the book, which I loved, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Uh,
0: nothing. That's the thing. Nothing will ever replace the book, obviously. But this is a really unbelievably worthy adaptation in a sea of terrible, terrible, constant television rotations of Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat. I did not mean to single him, Ah.
1: Uh,
0: but 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 like that's always on TV, and this isn't. And there's no just to me. There's no justice in the world because. This yeah. Isn't your expected adaptation, but it is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 you should definitely tell someone you know with kids or who loves the book to to, to give this another look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. give it a try. My cat is with me. Uh, she agrees. She is a wild thing. Let's move on to television <laughs> because oh goodness, Law and Order SVU episode hammered. Yes,
3: starring Scott Foley, who I think you remember. Oh, from he probably Felicity?
0: did it. is Dave Foley and <laughs> Scott Thompson no. meshed together.
3: Yeah. He, um, he plays a guy who brought a woman home and doesn't remember the evening and wakes up in a bed full of blood and a oh. dead body. Ah. What happened? What? I don't know.
0: I hope it's What did I do? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Good luck with all that.
3: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> um,
3: oh, man. Fuck. But then one of the best episodes of Parks and Rec. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep talking it, about Parks and Rec.
0: The, one of the greatest Yay. things about Parks and Rec, about how it takes... These funny people who should all have their own show. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's ever been on Parks and Rec. Yeah, and then they elongate the canon and the Sister City episode. Sister
3: City, where Pawnee <laughs> is brings delegates from their sister city in Venezuela, yeah. and the. Oh, this is
0: the first episode I ever saw.
3: Oh really? Mm -hmm. Oh well, this is a great one. Mm -hmm. And so Fred Armisen plays, you know, one of the 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 head of the delegates there, and they're all just looking down on Pawnee and talking (laughs) shit about it. And so I pulled one of my favorite clips from this episode (laughs) where he is observing a one of their town hall meetings, and he's kind of astounded by how unruly it is. So this is the one of the only (laughs) clips that
0: doesn't end with "I'll take the black one." Yeah. (laughs) This is outrageous. Where are the armed men who come in to take the protesters
2: away? Where are they? This kind of behavior is never tolerating in Boraqua. You shout like that, they, they put you in jail. Right away. No trial, no, no nothing. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, jail. You're charging too high prices for uh, sweaters, glasses. You
0: write to jail. You undercook fish. Believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken. Also jail. Undercook, overcook. You make an appointment with a dentist and you don't show up. Believe it or not,
2: jail. Right away. We have the best patients in the world because of jail.
3: (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) It's just, you know that you just like let him go. Yeah. You you overcharge for sweaters. Jail.
0: Yeah, and having (laughs) just been out of the country, I wish I was funnier because apparently I can... Now that I've been through a bunch of customs, I can be any ethnicity, apparently. Uh, I mean, and, and so could Fred Armisen. Yeah. And if I was funnier mm-hmm. and could do accents, yep. man, I wish I was this dude. God
1: Alfred Molina, yeah.
2: also.
0: Alfred Molina can be there anybody. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and
2: then this, this episode continued on in the opening credits ever since. Yep. hmm <laughs> With, with yep. Ron Swanson and the solid gold gun. Yes, oh, is that from the... He se- gets the yeah, gun, right. yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's at the...
0: <laughs> Da, 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 part yep. right, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And then the lo- la- another Law and Order episode, yes, Reality Bites.
3: It. This is not the S SVU.
2: Guest
0: starring Jim no.
3: Gaffigan. Jim,
2: guest Gaffigan. starring Jim Gaffigan as a dad with ten kids who is competing with a septo mom <laughs> for a reality show. Did he kill his wife to make it happen? What?
3: I don't know. No. That seems bad. That seems <laughs> wrong. I, I would never. I don't him. like him.
0: <laughs> I love Jim
3: Gaffigan. He's wonderful. <laughs> And he doesn't Metricide have 10 kids. is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have 10 kids, but he has close to that in real life. Five. Yeah, he's got a million. Oh. Might as well be a million. Five is a lot.
0: <laughs> six kids Catholic. I remember yeah. about that. Yeah, six
3: kids Catholic.
2: Wow,
0: his wife really likes sex. <laughs> oh, He's got a new special on Amazon. I'm just going to... Yeah. Oh, he also had his
3: own show, a uh, fictionalized version of his life, on mm-hmm. TV Land, and it was great. And I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head.
0: I forget. It's great. Wasn't the Jim Gaffigan show?
3: Maybe it might have been. Yeah, maybe that was. A... She
0: was. His wife was on WTF. They said that stop. She had a giant brain tumor. Yeah. and had to stop. She just came
3: out with a book oh called God. When Life Gives You Pears.
0: It's in in, in her head. <laughs> yeah. A brain tumor the size of a pear. Yep. Uh, yeah. Moving into video games of 2009. Again, we want to find a way to. Uh, give you better looks at these video games patreon.com slash laser because there's a lot to talk about this week especially it's the holiday season and you basically get in my opinion a bunch of stuff that introduces kids to not kids but people of this era to studios that they'll follow forever uh, one one was Africa which was very very weird because when the PS3 was announced, they showed a clip from a game called Africa, which was a bunch of animals. Looked great. We didn't know it was a photography game. <laughs> and oh. No one ever talks about it oh. anymore. Because uh, it wasn't about shooting anything. You didn't do much but take pictures of animals. A Boy and His Blob came back from way forward. A beautiful 2D animated game that came out on Wii. And I think has finally seen other systems. So it's not lost there. Because it was uh, digital. And everything that was digital on Wii is now gone. Half Minute Hero. A game about a character who has to solve everything in thirty seconds, Hmm. and it's it's more it's very interesting, and I I do puzzles. Uh, Puzzle game, yeah, and you can eventually keep keep elongating and going and going and going.
1: That sounds fun.
0: Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games.
3: Ooh, ice uh (laughs) dancing.
0: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) there (laughs) is there is there is no footage of this game that isn't hilarious. If you would like to see Waluigi doing a figure skating uh, ceremony,
3: yes, I would very or, much. So. Or
0: Tales from Sonic the Hedgehog. This is where you'll do it. And again, I wish we did a, a longer game show because Uncharted Two is out this week. Among Thieves, oh, which is one of it's one of those things that like when you look at video gaming on a if it's a line, this will be a red dot of where everything changed mm. because uh, mm-hmm. it's just where single player. Single player story based games got really really epic, and, it, and and I didn't love the first Uncharted, and Uncharted two blew my fucking mind. It changed my perception of what games could be, and then I think ruined games from there on out. Casting Nolan North as a lead, thinking that could save them, the voice yeah. of Nathan Drake in Uncharted two, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's out here. And if you have not played it, I, I I'm curious to see what I'm curious to see what a new player would think of Uncharted two hmm. because. uh a lot of games want to be this, but this is a Sony first party game, meaning it didn't have to make money. So it's just really big and loud and crazy. And I, I think people thought, kept green lighting games thinking they could recreate what's happening in Uncharted 2, and they never, ever, ever could. But Uncharted, it always sets the bar on uh, PlayStation games. And that is about it for our show. Ladies and gentlemen, 302010, uh, you can find out more at 302010.net or lasertimepodcast.com in addition to all of our other shows, including LaserTime. Time. This week, we're talking about scary clowns, and I am not happy about it <gasps> no. either. And not only am I not happy no. about it, Vidigame Game Apocalypse is also talking about the same thing with video games. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, Sarah dug deep into the history. Kind
3: of, yeah, I looked at the history of scary clowns and where does this idea come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, because... I am scared of scary clown movies, so... I I, was scared of clowns as a kid. I did the boring history part, and then I made you guys tell me about all the movies. It's not about
0: boring (laughs) history. It's just, I think the idea, the boilerplate uh, thesis of it is that anything that's popular a hundred years later, people will find terrifying. Yeah. It just they just will like uh, civil yeah. war people in civil war outfits horrifying. I like True. I hate it. I, yeah. I, I hate no, it bad. so much.
1: Don't like old that.
0: timey western photos. Ugh. Don't make me look at it no. for more than four seconds. <laughs> like I, they're terrifying. Oh
2: no! You want something real scary? <laughs> old timey Halloween costumes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh my god! Even just to the forties, it's like ah! uh carnivals. Carnivals.
0: Part of the reason yeah. I love the haunted mansion is because it's based on things people found scary in the '60s,
1: mm. and, and
0: it makes it even scarier now. Yes, like, it's, well, like ballroom <laughs> dancers yeah. that are ghosts. God, it's damn. A very.
3: You know, I never really made the connection. It's, it's a very Dark Shadows feel, <laughs> like the television mm. program, Dark, Dark Shadows. The
0: scariest thing about Dark Shadows is its resolution and frame rate. It still bothers me. <laughs> I love it. And, <laughs> and uh, Game Apocalypse this week, we'll be talking about this, a similar thing. Padukin is a new arcade show that will be out this week on all your podcast platforms. Uh, they might not arrive all at the same time, but please make sure to check that out or maybe await it. Uh, bonus time this week is Sarah going to join me? We're going to talk about sure. our trip to Iceland. Yes, and uh, and if you're exclusive this year, season three of Elm and Sh- Elm Street Nightmare, the show we created for every Halloween season to talk about our favorite horror franchises. We've done Elm Nightmare and Elm Street. Friday Thirteenth is Patreon exclusive. Ten episodes with me and Diamond Dog Dave Rudden, whose wedding I'm probably currently frantically driving to as you're hearing this. This year it's about Child's Play, and this is the most fun year ever. Like I don't. I I I didn't grow up with Chucky. I don't love him. Those movies are fucking fun, mm. hilarious, scary, and fun. They 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 check all the boxes. It's great. Like I, please watch a child's play movie. And we do have a commentary for the first one, Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime, including over a hundred commentaries featuring people like me, Sarah, Diana, uh, Bretz, uh, Dave, a bunch of people you've heard from in the past. Like uh, it's a good way. You don't want to watch a movie alone. We'll help you out. Yeah, we'll watch it the whole way through, dispensing uh, whatever trivia tidbits we have in our heads
3: or hilarious bomb malts.
0: A bomb? I do my. I might have a. I might have a bomb malt or two. Yep. And uh, Diana, where can people find you?
2: They can find me on the Twitter at ListenAnerd L E C I N E N E R D or follow the show at thirty twenty ten podcast. That's three zero two zero one zero podcast. Where uh I don't have to tease. I don't have to tease Fight Club anymore.
3: <laughs> Woo. Oh. I think we teased we it not... enough.
0: <laughs> I want oh. you to tweet me as hard as you can. <laughs> mm.
2: But uh, yeah, well, as we also said in uh, during the Fight Club conversation, I can now tease to Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Ooh, I can't hey. wait.
0: Yes, Malkovich.
2: I'm looking forward to watching that again.
3: <laughs> me too.
0: I've never played a jewel thief. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Uh, that movie's fantastic. One of the best movies ever made. Spike Jones, love you. And um, but before we get to the before we get to the very end of the show, we have to talk about who died and who lived during this period. Ah. The deaths here. I all didn't. right, Man. let's start
2: with the deaths. These all suck. Mm-hmm. 1989, we lost Jay Ward. He was only 69, and it's not nice.
0: It is not
1: nice. because
2: Jay Ward Productions gave us Rocky and Full Winkle and george of the jungle and super chicken and also it turns out they designed captain crunch i didn't know that part he did
0: he designed captain crunch he is responsible for crusader rabbit the first ever tv animated character ever and 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 i was talking to a bunch of really old people in iceland about rocky and bullwinkle and how they still have affection for it and uh, while also yelling about the flintstones i'm a big animation fan And The Flintstones Mm -hmm. is a poorly written show with bad animation (laughs) that we hold aloft. We don't hold Mm -hmm. aloft Rocky and Bullwinkle, which is a very poorly animated show that compensates by being very fast and very adult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I understand, I would never say go back and watch it all, but like, Jay Ward was at the tip of like, we can make really funny cartoons. We can't make well-animated cartoons. We can make really funny (laughs) cartoons. And Hanna-Barbera did not do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like... And and Rocky and Bullwinkle holds up because if you if you go back and I remember like when I got it on DVD and like there are dirty words hidden in the background hmm. they just are <laughs> like like they're they're trying to appeal to everyone mm-hmm. and right right when you think it's about to like get to something lame the narrator will just shout out what's happening <laughs> and this is stupid tune in next week it, it's it's so much fucking fun as the best voice voice actors in history Paul Frees and uh, June Foray. Uh, two of the oh, best. yeah. Yeah. Uh, two people I would put on literally Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. I would take down Teddy Roosevelt and whoever is not Abe Lincoln and George Washington because mm-hmm. I don't remember that guy's name. Jefferson. No, I don't think that's it. I think it's I think it's Hamilton. Whatever. It's 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 Lin okay. Manuel Miranda. That's Ooh, who it is.
3: Yeah, I we'll um, that. Right. And,
0: <laughs> and I would put June Foray and Paul Freese up there. Uh, I'm okay with this. J-Word. Sorry, I keep talking. Oh, God, and, and, I'm a and, Peabody
2: and, and Sherman person, so I, that shit I agree with this. great. I that, love that Even shit.
0: more timeless than Rocky and Bullwinkle's Peabody and Sherman. And speaking yep. of great voices, but I didn't say fudge. <sighs> <What? laughs>
2: yeah. Also, this week in 1999, yep, we lost Gene Shepard, who was 78, the uh, writer and narrator of Christmas Story. Mm. Oh, I read, oh gosh, I read some short stories, I think, by him, or it was just more of his little ramblings and stuff and obviously the the voice immediately pops into your head but he's a fun writer
1: yeah
0: no no i think I, well there have been much better i think he was uh like not a not like a dave barry or garrison keeler yeah. column writer That's but, the feeling I but he has a very folksy and and just compelling voice uh to listen to And they've made a ton of sequels to A Christmas Story, but there's only one real one, Mm -hmm. and that's called A Mm -hmm. Summer Story If You're in in Europe, and it runs in the family in the US, and Kieran Culkin Mm -hmm. is Ralphie,
1: Hmm.
0: and Charles Grodin and Mary Steenburgen are the parents, Hmm. and it was made in the 90s, and that is the only sequel I will acknowledge to A Christmas Story, because Gene Shepard is alive to narrate it. Everything else that he doesn't narrate is fucking worthless. Ah. Without his narration... But seriously, without his narration... Dave and I have yelled about Christmas Story 2 a billion times. It sucks. It's awful. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have this guy alive to narrate it, this is pointless. It's His observations are what makes it funny. Because mm-hmm. Ralphie yeah. almost never talks. Uh, it's Gene Shepard who's talking.
2: Hmm. Oh, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. And so when once he died, like you can't tell stories from those columns. And they have tried numerous times. They've made three or four more movies. Uh, based on his his columns, and they don't work. Huh. But uh, Gene huh. Shepard, an, an, an inimitable uh, radio column guy, for real. I, mm-hmm. And I, I don't—I was not alive to experience any of this.
2: Yeah. And then in 2009, we lost uh, Captain Lou Albano. He was 76. I'm gonna tie some rubber bands into my beard in his honor.
0: Yeah. And and he was the star. He was Mario Mario mm-hmm. on the Super Mario Brothers yeah. Super Show. And he has my favorite PSA of all time, where he, <laughs> somebody I think told him like maybe. If someone from Nintendo was there to tell him to take the Mario costume off, it's him telling uh, WGBS (laughs) Philly to say no to drugs.
1: I'm Captain Lou Albano talking to you about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. And that's right I when the, like, that. the channel
0: sting comes yes. up underneath on the Trapper Keeper font.
3: Ooh, I God. get really big trending? at the end.
0: <laughs> you got to help. and I, no. I always imagine a sting at the end of this where, like, someone says something off screen and he yells, Cocaine's a drug? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs>
3: it's very sweaty in <laughs> this. What?
0: Uh, uh, Captain uh, Lou Albano, I love you. I didn't yeah. mean to imply you were in I know.
2: I just, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think of him more as a wrestler. Mm. Uh, Getting managed by Cindy Lauper for a while there.
0: Yes. <laughs> Second WrestleMania. That was fun. Uh, and all right, and, and now with, that, with the deaths, who that who, who who's bone? Sarah beat me last time. I did. And this is where I best her.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. birthday quiz.
0: Birthday quiz. Oh, birthday is a doodly doodle, a ding dong, doodly doodly, ding dong. Oh, okay,
2: we've we got a good one. Are we ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I am ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, born October 16th, 1925.
1: Oh, oh
0: no, geez. I'm out. I got it. Right. <laughs> it's that right. four-year age difference between me and Sarah. I'm yeah. going to get the 1925 <laughs> guy.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so celebrating her 94th birthday. Whoa. She is still with us. Uh, she was born in Regents Park, London. She has an honorary Oscar, a lifetime BAFTA, five Tonys, and six Golden Globes, and is a Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire. Helen Mirren? Mm, she's not ninety-four.
0: Oh. um, you Judy wouldn't, t- you Gench. couldn't tell
2: though. Cause she looks great. But that's oh. a fair guess. She's also not 94. Maggie uh, Smith. No,
0: whoever she's is... also,
2: she's younger than you think she is. Would you like to hear more about her? Miss McGonagall? Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's Maggie Smith. Oh my. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry. <clears throat> not anymore. They're always going to be their Harry Potter names as we go throughout. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, hmm. uh, her mother was a Northern Irish actress. Her father was a well-off timber merchant and registered communist.
0: That's Ooh. all the information I needed to guess this person. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is Margaret Thatcher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: no, the family moved to the U.S. during World War II to avoid the Blitz. Uh, she started studying acting. They moved to L.A. so her mom could grow her acting career, but daughter quickly eclipsed her, making her film debut in 1944 in Gaslight.
1: Mm.
2: A movie I talked about in Classic
0: Corner. Uh... I was feeding
1: my
3: cat. Angela Lansbury. It is Angela Lansbury! Ah!
0: <laughs> Any other hints, I would have got it. God damn, <laughs> fuck off. Do
2: yep. not, do not. Well.
0: Sarah taking victory laps around the table. It's bullshit. <laughs> yes.
2: I mean, no there's bullshit. only so many movies I could name before it would be too the easy. The I mean, natural Candidate.
0: That's the one I was going to think of where I candidate. It recently. Yeah.
2: yeah, Picture Dorian Gray, Harvey Girls. I figured Samson and Delilah in court gesture and blue Hawaii maybe you wouldn't get it I would say like oh we talked about Anastasia and we talked about Magnum P.I. <laughs> we'll see if that
3: would do it
0: or bed knobs and broomsticks also yeah, two things check- on my dildo or- checklist
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. dildo like, checklist yeah, we get to yes. wait is yeah, that dildos checklist? you tried or things dildos I, you want yeah, to try things
0: I've had things I want inside me eventually okay, eventually yes. Uh, okay <laughs> yes Tony Dan's oh, at the okay. top <laughs> Tony, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tying all thirty twenty ten together. <laughs> <sighs> you should shave so, around yeah, here. Knock you know. on wood.
2: i <laughs> say, knock on wood. I hope Angela Lansbury never dies because she's awesome. And it, she is 94. She
0: seems immortal. I just yeah, saw her in the Mary Poppins sequel. I know. Sequel and, Jesus. I
2: know. I'm pretty sure she's How? like one of the celestial eternals or something. Yeah. I remember seeing the
0: Manchurian Candidate and like, you look like a grandmother. Right. And this is 50 fucking years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and Wilford Brimley should be happily married forever yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and that is, is th- it for us and remember this show is executive produced by a lot of fine people like you at patreon.com slash laser time uh, supporting the entire laser time network we appreciate all your support very very much which where the wild things are song do we want to close out with
2: oh well, you got, you got your choice. You have Wake Up from the ar- by Arcade Fire, from the trailers that you love so much. That's There's also All Is Love awesome. by Karen O. and the kids. That's pretty good, which too. Which is the brand from new song. inside the movie mm-hmm. and is also really good.
0: I love the Arcade right. Fire song. I've watched that trailer so many times. Love it so right. much. And listen to that Laser Time episode about trailers. And uh, maybe get in a spoopy mood with the clowns on Video Game Apocalypse or Laser Time, as well as uh, Patreon.com slash Laser Time, where we're talking all about... The life, work, and legacy of the Bruce Lee of very scary dolls, Chucky, Charles <laughs> Lee Ray. Uh, we'll tell you what where his name comes from. It should be obvious if you're a woman listening to serial killer podcasts. Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I never put that together. Right.
0: It's all of the most notorious three name killers mixed yeah. together. And and oh. anyway, yes, we will close out with that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week. Love you.